0: Love Talk Radio.
1: 30th, 2013 edition of Don't Let It Go Unheard, where we discuss news and politics from the perspective of Ayn Rand's philosophy, objectivism. That's the philosophy behind the uniquely American sense of life, the sense of life of those who believe we have the right to life, liberty, and most importantly, the pursuit of your own individual happiness. I'm your host, Amy Peacock, and joining me soon will be cartoonist Bosch Faustin. He'll come in in a minute or two, I think. Uh, what we're going to talk about today is well, we have the obligatory discussion of Miley Cyrus's twerking. I actually just had to fix a typo on my blog over at don'tletitgo.com because I put tweaking instead of twerking. I learned this new verb this week thanks to Miley Cyrus. Uh, she twerked at the VMAs last weekend and. Uh, caused quite a stir. And I I mean, I think with some good reason. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll also discuss socialism in healthcare, education, and in Obama's fondest dreams as expressed in his speech this week. And we'll have to talk a little bit about Syria, of course, although I think um, Sonny Lohman did a great job dispatching that topic this week for about, you know, all that I want to say about it, really. But we have a little bit more. Ted Cruz, And also Anthony Weiner are on the agenda, but you can go to my blog at DontLetItGo.com to see the program notes linking to all the stories that we plan to discuss. So yeah, I did another alliterative title to the show today, Cyrus, Socialism, and Syria. And in the chat room over at the uh, Blog Talk Radio chat room, we see Cyrus and uh, Socialism in Syria, and people are talking about Cyrus the Great- Emperor of the Persian Empire. No, Ed, I'm sorry to say it is not Cyrus the Great or not even Cyrus, who was, I believe, the hero the hero in Mysterious Valley that Ayn Rand read as a child. Instead, we are going to be talking about Miley Cyrus. Ew. Um, <laughs> Robert NYC in the chat room says Miley Cyrus no talent but desperate for attention. So I'm glad that the chat room is up and running. Hi John, as he says he's testing there with a, a emoticon there in the chat room at Blog Talk Radio. Go ahead and participate there, or if you'd like to call in 760-888-5817. Again, that is 760-888-5817 if you would like to chat with me live. A uh, few Program notes and little announcements here. Many of you saw, I put the link out at the Don't Let It Go Unheard page on Facebook and out on Twitter and things like that. My appearance on Leonard Peikoff's podcast, in which I discussed with him the third party doctrine, which makes all this NSA spying supposedly legal, um, NSA's activities, Snowden, and a couple of bombshells. Well, no, I guess one bombshell, one short comment to be expected on the outcome of the Trayvon Martin case. But uh, the one bombshell that I think is being discussed still out there on social media was Leonard Peikoff's very, very brief opining on immigration. And he is against the current immigration legislation uh, that's before Congress. Why? Because he believes it is geared towards increasing Democratic vote and therefore towards Uh, you know bringing on the totalitarian government at a quicker pace so he puts immigration in the context of where we are right now and what this particular piece of legislation is going to do in terms of its effect in pushing us faster towards totalitarianism definitely suggest that you check that out to get his language word for word so that was one of the little program notes there. Yeah, check out. listen to the the discussion. I had a great time talking on his podcast, and uh, got a good reaction so far to uh, to that. The other thing is that I am happy to say that I have accepted an offer of publication from St. John's Law Review. For my article on the third-party doctrine, the doctrine—excuse uh, me—the article in which I argue that the third-party doctrine should be eliminated, the article is called "Of Third-Party Bathwater: How to Throw Out the Third-Party Doctrine While Preserving Government's Ability to Use Secret Agents." And I suggest that you say that five times fast. I, it's taken me a while to memorize the topic of my own article, that's how crazy it is, but it is an accurate title, and it is in the style of law review titles where you try to pick up on something a little quirky and funny, but it actually also has to be descriptive of the article. I think I've achieved that in that title. And then, again, if you go over to the program notes at DontLetItGo.com, you see in the third line I am uh, linking to Jeroen Brook on Facebook and Twitter. Why am I doing that? Because Jeroen Brook will be here next week to talk to me for an hour. He hasn't been on the show for a long time, which means I think he's been neglecting his presidential duties, you know, that Jeroen Brook is honorary president of Don't Let It Go Unheard because, I mean, we just we had to copy Red Eye. Red Eye's got an honorary president. They have John Bolton. We have your own Brooke, and so he's going to come back and make an appearance, which I think will be fun. And I imagine we'll talk about Syria, although I think, according to the timeline that I've been reading about in the news, that Syria is supposed to be over and done with by the end of next week. So, I mean, we'll be able to do, you know, do you think we should have gone to war in the first place? What did you think of the war and how it was prosecuted? Everything will be just done by the time he gets here, so that should be uh fun to talk about at least fun to talk about not fun to contemplate uh then i have to do an, a little obligatory story because i i mean here i am i'm a privacy person been talking about the nsa and snowden for a long time i don't want to talk too long about this but i just wanted to put there in the program notes and mention briefly obama's pick For the NSA review panel, you know, he wants somebody to review the activities of the NSA and assure the American people that all of it is on the up and up. Who has he picked? Cass Sunstein. He was going to be a member of this panel that was going to review the surveillance practices of the NSA. As far as I know, he's still being proposed for this position. And the article that I linked to is from the Washington Post. And the Washington Post says, well, gee, isn't this really ironic because Cass Sunstein is on the record as being in favor of government-paid persons to engage in what is called cognitive infiltration of conspiracy theory groups on social media or even as they call real space groups, etc. Supposedly Sunstein is not in favor of this infiltration being for purposes of gathering intelligence, you know, uh, you know, getting get names and addresses and, uh, you know, comments of all these people. But instead, the the people are, you know, supposed to be there for a very benign purpose, says Sunstein, that purpose being to influence the conversation that, you know, we don't want all these conspiracy theory groups out there to actually just look at the reality of things or have people who aren't government-paid employees, you know, talk them out of it or expose them to the truth. Rather, we need government-paid agents to go in there and influence the conversation. And what the Washington Post admirably does in this little piece that I've linked to on my blog at DontLetItGo.com is say that, gee, this sounds an awful lot like The 50 cent party of online commentators who are paid per comment by the Chinese Communist Party to sway public opinion. Yes, uh, government, it is not a proper function for you guys to pay people to infiltrate groups, even if these groups are misguided, just to sway their opinion. Now. You know, you could say, okay, if there is a group that is actively planning overthrow of the government, yes, the government should have something to do with that. But that's not what they're talking about here. They're just talking about people who have all kinds of conspiracy theories, a lot of them wrong, and they just like to talk about them and complain about them all day long without advocating any criminal action. If they're not doing that, government has no business infiltrating it one way or the other. So here's this guy. He's on record advocating government agent infiltration of various groups, and he's going to be one of the people in charge of deciding whether the NSA is abusing its seemingly unlimited authority over American citizens. Again, I think Sonny Lohman did a really nice job in her fourth weekly Sunny News cast this week discussing Sunstein, and she's got a nice little picture of Sunstein, too. So don't turn me off right now. Don't go watch it right now, but give yourself a reminder on your iPhone or something to go watch Sonny Loman's fourth episode later, because that was really uh, fun. Now, let's see here what we got going here in the chat room. Uh, people did like the show on Snowden. Yeah, uh, Leonard Peikoff did an excellent job discussing Snowden and the heroism piece um, and Ed in the chat room says he agrees with Leonard Peikoff on immigration. Um, Robert NYC says, has he missed a discussion of the Steve Jobs film? No, Robert, embarrassingly enough, I have not seen that film. I have to admit that. Ooh, don't hit, just don't hate me. Don't hate me. I have to go see it very, very soon because I definitely want to discuss it. So no, you haven't missed anything. Please tune in. Maybe we'll be able to talk about it next week. I'm going to try to give myself an assignment to see it over Labor Day weekend. I have been way too busy. One of the things that I've been horribly busy with, horrible, is my air conditioning broke down. And I had to have it repaired in the hottest days of the year. It has been miserable. And I've been having to just put off all sorts of other things in order to to get that thing fixed. But it is now fixed. I am not sweltering, so I'm not going to have that as an excuse if my brain goes bad during this live broadcast. So let's see what's up here. Yeah, no Steve Jobs discussion yet. Ed is keeping track. Uh, Freedom Breeze. I think Freedom Breeze is a new participant here in the chat room. Welcome, Freedom Breeze. Yes, Snowden is a hero. Uh, Great discussion. He agrees. He or she agrees. And then Liberty Panacea, I think also a new participant in the chat room. So welcome. Welcome to new participants. Um, and oh, Liberty Panacea says, from what he or she has heard, neither has anyone else seen the Jobs film. I don't know. How has the Jobs film done? Bosch Boston just walked into Box this office. studio here. Box Office Wise, no. Box Office Wise, no. Hasn't done very well. Clearly, how about critical acclaim?
2: There was one review, I think Breitbart, uh, they said he did a good job, but very you know one-dimensional.
1: If it's not doing well, we have to go see it very, very soon because yeah, be it's going to be out of the theaters exactly. too quickly. Oh, my God. It
2: might have some value. I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> Ed in the chat room is questioning my suffering about the air conditioning. All I can say, Ed, is that in mm. my house late yesterday evening, it was still 87 in my house. Yeah. That's really miserable. That sounds maybe not terrible, (laughs) but it was miserable. Hour after hour after hour being in 85, 86, 87 degrees in your house, yuck. Yep. So, yeah, that, that has been a big preoccupation for me. And, yeah, maybe I'm a wimp. I am a native Californian. I am a native of Southern California, Ed, and I think we are spoiled in terms of temperature extremes.
2: Yeah. 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 I come from back east, so this is definitely, I'm spoiled. Definitely.
1: But imagine how quickly you can get used to it, right? So oh, yeah. once the air conditioning was working last night, it w- it got seven degrees cooler within 50 minutes, which I was very impressed with. But then by this morning, when you're looking at, say, 76 degree temperatures in the house, which sounds good, it didn't feel that cool to me. No. <laughs> and then suddenly, a couple hours later, 74 feels very cool to me again. So I, I don't know. I think, I think the body, when it's adjusting to these extremes and temperatures, does all sorts of strange things, too. It is not a pleasant experience, just just let me tell you. <sighs> okay. Now, I, I already talked a little bit, Bosh, about Cass Sunstein being proposed as a member of the panel to decide right. whether the NSA is abusing its yeah. powers, and that he himself, according Mister. to the Washington Post, has advocated infiltrating so-called conspiracy theory groups, and using the infiltration, you know, and the, we're talking paid government agents right. infiltrate these groups to sway you mean their to, opinion. You mean
2: to nudge? Because he
1: was, well, nudge, yes. he's the
2: guy behind the book Nudge.
1: Yeah. He's also
2: married to uh, what's her name. Powers.
1: Powers, yeah. Yeah,
2: the uh, pig at the UN.
1: Yeah.
2: Our alleged representative who wants basically to uh, sell out our sovereignty to, to to the world via the UN.
1: Beautiful stuff.
2: Huh. But yeah, they, th- they deserve each other. I
1: I, th- I think Sonny basically had the best reaction, yeah. which is just head desk, <laughs> yes. basically head desk.
2: Head desk, head that's, desk. I
1: think that's what head desk is made for for appointments like this, where you just say, could he do anything? More ironic.
0: Yeah.
1: Anything worse? I don't know. Miley Cyrus.
0: A, Ed, Ed, Ed was
1: hoping that we, Ed was hoping. If you look here in the earlier chat room discussion, Bosch, Ed was hoping that Cyrus was referring to Cyrus the Great, yeah. emperor of the Persian Empire. But no. I was
2: thinking of uh, Iran's first uh, hero that she fell in love with in fiction, Cyrus. But then you hear, you know, you see this creature on MTV. Now, I didn't watch it. Every time it pops up on, on Facebook, I see her ugly tongue out. She's very unattractive. She's very ugly, very unsexy. And that's why I think she, her whole thing is, don't look at my face. Just look at my alleged body. And, you know, what, she's 19, 20 years old? She's
1: 20 years old. So she
2: doesn't have to work out. She's just well, I, th- I
1: think Gutfeld made a decent observation that? about that. He says, if you're 20 years old.
2: You per, better be in shape. You,
1: yeah, you you I mean
2: you you you, you know, can
1: easily be hot and you, at twenty. It's and it's not like a huge accomplishment. He's more impressed. I mean, I don't think Madonna looks that great. I think no, in a lot of the, a lot of her stuff recently, she looks overdeveloped, like yeah. she's making herself too muscular
0: right. to compensate
1: for her age or something. Or just but, also
2: to you know look away from my face, just look my arms.
1: But, but I mean, to to the extent that Obama, I mean, Obama, what a, what <laughs> well, a horrible slip! Hold on, a slip. Second, hold
2: on a second. horrible slip. He's he, he's the same thing. He's a pop culture figure. Madonna, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Whatever are his name? Is Miley Miley Cyrus? Miley Obama. Cyrus. Same thing. He's as happened as to, to be president of the United States of America. He happens to be, but he's in that same ilk.
1: <laughs> I, I plead that my body's still adjusting to the air conditioning and my my lack I of I don't belief. mind that but, slip uh, at all.
2: I think it fits perfectly. No,
1: but to the extent that Madonna. Looks good. Yeah. It's much more of an accomplishment yeah. than Miley Cyrus at 20. Yeah, but again, as you
2: note, she doesn't look good. I mean, you see her arms, the striations in her biceps. I mean, the, the, it's really ugly. I mean, it really is. Yeah,
0: but too this, overdeveloped. I'm
2: going to call the Molly the Miley Cyrus virus, but she's just a symptom of this ugly culture that we're in. And I wrote, I wrote something all day. I said, you know, HB from top this to now bottom this. And next year, they're going to have to get lower than this. Do something even uglier. Even more stupid and depraved.
1: You know what's horrible is that I watched it. I couldn't. I watched it. And, you know, there'd be no point in me playing you any audio clip from it because the audio is completely undistinguished. Yeah, are they singing? What what do you do? I, I mean, basically, it's background beat for them to shake their bodies around and her to do all of her gross stuff. People in the chat room, did you guys watch it? Let me see here. Yeah, she wasn't really singing, says Waldo, review. Well, she, in there. Was,
2: she was tonguing the air. I mean, that's what I – from a, a little, like, clip, it was like a second or two here and there. She's, she has her ugly tongue out.
1: Yeah. You know, I can't resist going back to the, the air conditioning comments uh-huh. here just for a second because the chat room has been very active on it over here. The thing about life um,
2: before air conditioning. Think about that.
1: Exactly. I mean, what, Texas, we, what we need to else. do is we need to follow Alex Epstein and thanks fo- yeah. you know, thank fossil fuels for making air conditioning possible because it really has
2: wow, it is, uh, become. Made,
1: made our life so much better. But the, the other thing too is that Ed admitted that I was right to complain, but you know, 85 to 87 in the house is really, really horrible. Yeah. So that was good. He says, okay, that's pretty hot. Go to the beach. The beach was pretty hot here recently too. It's yeah. been very hot the past few days. So been we, great. We've had a beautiful summer oh, up to the past few days and then my air conditioning yeah. failed. Not just a coincidence, but but here's the other thing. Freedom Breeze in the chat room, uh, very observantly notes that I would perhaps be awarded merit points from Southern California Edison for conserving energy. Southern California Edison will try to bribe you into using less electricity. They'll say, you know, here's a power savings day or whatever the hell they call it. You'll get this email, Mm. and they'll say, you know, if you use less, you know, less electricity than normal. On this day at this time, then we'll give you a credit on your bill, blah, 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 blah. But the horrible thing is, Freedom Breeze, and the reason I'm bringing this up is that I kept pathetically trying to run the thing even though it was leaking refrigerant and it was very low. So I was getting very little effect out of it. And what was the actual consequence? It was running constantly and it froze over. So, no, I get no credit on my electricity Mm. bill. I still had no air conditioning. I suffered. And we had to suffer even longer because you have to wait for, like, three hours for the thing to thaw out before you can turn it on. So, okay, I'm done. I have to be done complaining about this air conditioning. It was tough. Let's go back to Miley Cyrus' booty-shaking VMA performance. As it is called at the c b s news headline, I have a link to it. There is a video you can watch the video i, I think it's why? worth i mean why well, I think it's worth watching because i mean I don't know I feel like my stepdad used to be when I was a kid and I used to show him the music and all the performers and stuff that I liked. And he said, Oh my God, you know, everything has degraded so much yeah, and it used to be it. so good. And now it's and so horrible and worthless. And this, yeah. I look at it, this is horrible, and worthless. My question is, what is there a value in Miley Cyrus performance?
2: No, but the fact is, uh, I don't know anything about her. I really don't. I, I'm not playing dumb. I just don't, and I don't want to know. Um, is she a singer? Is she an actress? Is she what is she? What is this? And uh,
1: also, she's been an actress in Disney movies, right? Uh, okay, I don't know. That's what I understand. Someone said
2: Disney, but I don't know in what in what capacity—Disney Television, Disney movies—I don't know.
1: Disney children's movies,
2: okay. and that's one of the
1: things that really makes this horrible, right? And she's trying to. Uh, let me let me skip down in this CBS article here a little bit because it's interesting. Lance Bass, who was in, I know, I know the um, name, Lance Bass. Um. He, he he performs with this band N S Y N C Did he used to be like a New Kids on the Block or something. Anyway, I know the name Landscape. So here's you know, and, and I think he was famous like in the nineties, really famous then, but maybe he's more you know, he's coming back or who knows. Anyway. His nieces and nephews tuned into the MTV VMA awards to watch him perform mm-hmm. with oh no, duh, in sync okay I'm sitting here reading the acronym and, and why?
2: i'm I'm, That's
1: funny. St- I'm still gonna NSYNC. plead the air conditioning killed my brain huh. but um n s yeah I was trying to like I was like <laughs>
3: NSYNC. What, what
1: is n s y n c it's like funny. duh it's NSYNC. so he was with the band in sync anyway they did this performance and he says he didn't know that he had to warn his nieces and nephews that their little hannah montana who you know this uh, woman who played Hannah Montana, was going to be naked and humping a finger, end
2: quote. Humping a finger? What does that mean? Oh, oh, that that foam finger thing
1: that she was holding during the performance, right? Right. So here's this guy. He's in the business, (laughs) a performer in the business.
2: Who even felt it was just...
1: Who felt it's too much, and he was horrified that he would have to warn his nieces and nephews who were tuning in to watch him that they had to close their eyes and not watch her how disgusting
0: yeah.
1: uh Miley Cyrus as you know or maybe you don't know was dancing performing with um Robin Thicke who I guess is Alan Thicke's yeah, son
2: which is okay. funny I now, now Robin Robin Thicke Alan think I remember he was in that low I mean that corny show years ago uh, I heard the name. I was, wait a minute. Is that that guy's kid? I guess it is his, right. his kid.
1: Right. Yeah. So Robin Thicke. But, you know, the, one of the things that the people on Red Eye were giving him hell for, which I think is deserved Robin Thicke is 36 yeah. years old. Right. And obviously, they and did And his wife some,
2: and his beautiful wife was in the audience. Yeah. She's a black actress. I, I'm, I've got a name, but she's very, so, very attractive.
1: So here he is. He's doing this performance in which Cyrus, who's a 20-year-old girl, now
2: did he know this or is... did she ambush him? Because meaning, I don't think she had any any plans. I think she went out there like an idiot and just did her thing, and set to hell with any kind of rehearsal, or whatever. Because that's from what I gather, that's what it was. It was an absolute crash, a, a mess. If they rehearsed that, you know what I mean. If when I heard whatever, if they rehearsed that, think about that. To rehearse something like that.
1: It's like, I mean, what would the rehearsal consist of? It'd be like, okay, well, now I'm going to go over here and I'm going to bend over and shake my (laughs) butt around.
2: I'm going to stick my tongue out and, uh, you know, look as, try to look desperately sexy, even though I I can't, it's impossible. But I'll try to look sexy. (sighs) Yeah, growing pains, right, right. Growing Uh, pains, yeah, that's right. The thick.
1: Yeah, and, and you know her her father Billy Ray Cyrus, who yeah, was I mean, on the show with her, has when, tried to defend it. Yeah, and, when
2: I heard that was her father, I said, like, "Of course, he was Mr. Mullet from the what '80s '90s." He tried to play. I think he tried to act, and uh, he played a, a, a yeah a show called Doc. Where and uh, just just out of curiosity, I tried to find a video. I couldn't find anything of it. Nothing. I guess maybe he expunged it because it, it was that bad. But he was another, yeah, Achy Breaky Heart. That was the that was song
1: oh no. with that
2: monster mullet that he had.
1: Oh, my God. This is sad. But, no, so Gloria Loring is Robin Thicke's mother. And she told a publication which is called literally OMG Insider. Like, oh, my God, Insider. Uh, she said, quote, I don't understand what Miley Cyrus is trying to do. I think she's misbegotten in this attempt of hers, and I think it was not beneficial. She added, quote, I didn't get what her point was. It was so over the top as to almost be a parody of itself. There was no point. End quote.
2: There was no point. Uh, Jonathan writes something here. Check it out. Uh...
1: What does Jonathan say? Oh, he says, Miley reminds me of what Ayn Rand said about 1970s Oscar Streaker. Yeah. Yes. At the height of excitement, elegance, glamour, and what this creature wants to do is drop his pants in the middle of it all and thrust his bare buttocks in everybody's face. Yeah. End quote.
2: That's what the pig did.
1: Yeah. You know, and Jonathan, it, I mean, the only thing is... Even
2: though, even though today's MTV is exactly, a trash can exactly. Outset, today's but,
1: MTV has, has no exalted in nature. But idea yeah. about this
2: uh, former uh, glamorous, you know, events. They used to be glamorous. I mean, people looked their best. They looked great. They looked like movie stars. They acted sophisticated. They were, you know, really respectable. And now that's not the case. But she just took it to a whole nother lower level. And that's why I said, you know, from top top this to bottom this. And who the hell knows what what will happen next year? I mean, who knows?
1: Well, and will they
2: actually be having sex? I mean, I don't know.
1: You know, the other thing too. I mean, here she is. You know, she's flaunting her her thin body. But she was kind of a little flabby and it she looked unattractive at certain angles. I was like why is she doing this
2: very unattractive Um, very unattractive Not sexy at all desperately trying to avoid like look at everything else besides my face. Look at my tongue. Look at this look at the you know uh, Ugly very ugly
1: remember Bosh a few weeks ago when we were talking about the return of the 1980s power suit and i was saying oh you know if only just you know putting on the power right. suit could bring back a lot of other good things right. from the 80s right. well listen to cindy lopper who was one of the fun more benevolent yeah. Yeah. performers from the 1980s listen to what she says about miley cyrus she says quote that was girl gone wild so sad so sad and she says uh, and it says uh, lopper went on to address her guest appearance of the rendition of Blurred Lines with Robin Thicke. She said, quote, She's in a song that literally says that the blurred lines allow you to, when a woman says no, she means yes, and that's frightful because that's date rape. Sorry, someone
2: paid attention to the lyrics? There were lyrics in, well, the, in Cindy the song? Well, Cyndi
1: Lauper paid, paid attention to the lyrics. Oh, okay. But imagine she's sitting there dressing and singing that, I mean, excuse me, dressing and dancing that way to a song which says, that you know, hey, if you're dressing that way, basically date rape is okay because you're blurring the lines.
2: No oh, man.
1: Pretty gross. Um, and yeah,
2: someone brings up Lady Gaga too, another disgusting creature who goes out there to look as ugly as she possibly can.
1: But imagine the whole thing is
2: just just let me just ruin
1: if everything. If I if I had told you that Miley Cyrus, who played Hannah Montana, would out Gaga Lady Gaga, nah. you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it. But anyway, listen listen to Lopper here. She says. She says, and there there she is, a young 20-something, she's only 20, but, you know, who knows, uh, trying to prove, you know, she can hang with the big boys and girls, you know, basically simulating a Girl Gone Wild video on stage. And I just felt like it was so beneath her, and really, it was really raunchy. It wasn't even art. It was raunch, end quote.
2: That's right. And that's from
1: Cindy Lauper.
2: Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I think she's... uh... I mean, they've gone along. I mean, every year it seems like lower and lower and lower until, again, they just. How low can they go next year? I don't know.
1: So I don't know, chat room. You tell me. Am I just.
2: You know, and this is not the, the, this next, is
1: not, the next generation this is not, talking about the generation after them no, being but this is so. is not
2: controversial. It's just low, debased. It's just ugly. You know, it, it, I mean, feel you like know controversial. Mean, the controversy would, would be if a guy wins an award and says, you know what, I want to thank the troops out there, I want to thank all my heroes, you know, the, the writers that I believed in. That would be controversial. If someone says, "I love Iron Man T-shirt," and walks right. up and gets an award, that would be controversial. But, this is nothing.
1: Okay, but but remember about this, right? So, with Elvis, yeah. wasn't Elvis one of the first ones to get on stage and gyrate yeah. a little bit, but and it made pain. such? A...
2: And he wore a suit while doing that. Right. You know. Right. And then a jumpsuit.
1: Well, <laughs> well, right, right. But I mean, is it just the case that the standards keep changing as no. time goes on, and so therefore I am just? No. Another in no. an endless stream of people who decry the next generation so. as being bankrupt, morally, <clears throat> artistically. No, you know why? What? Because I don't
2: think anyone actually applauded this. Do you know anyone who who applauded her performance? I mean, in all seriousness, no. her father defended you know, her to some extent, but did anyone applaud it?
0: You know, so, I, you know what? You go, yeah. girl.
2: Did anyone say that? You I don't know,
0: think so.
1: What was interesting is I was, I was you know, watching Red. And Red Eye has been talking about this all week, and I haven't watched every single episode, but they had Ann Coulter on, the one that. You know supposedly aired this morning three a m and she said something like oh well uh i I'm not even gonna complain about it, but she wasn't that good at twerking, and if you want to see better twerking, it's like
2: no ew. This, this this whole new lingo i mean, I still don't know what the hell twerking means
1: I think it's I, just I shaking know. your butt in a certain way twerking in front was, of a why camera twerking? I what don't does know what that mean anyway." Maybe maybe the chat room can tell us. You know, they can. You no, can but, educate us,
2: well, old fogies. But you know, bring about Elvis, Elvis was a great performer, a great singer. I mean, he was great at what he did. Uh, today, I don't know. There's no one close to performing the way he did. No one. I mean, no one who will bring that kind of uh, like whoa, whoa this there's something something going on there, it, especially a comeback special in 1968. That Presley.
1: Now, Lady Gaga actually has a decent voice and can sing yeah, well at she, certain points. Uh, what about Miley Cyrus? Anything? I, I
2: have no idea. I okay. never heard her sing. I'm happy. I
1: think people here in the chat room said I've, that there's uh, nothing much to her.
2: I'm happy. I'm ignorant about these things. I, really, I mean, I used to be completely in sync with pop culture, everything that was going on, comic books, everything. I'm no longer that way. I don't have to watch this movie. I don't have to watch, get that album. I, I don't do that anymore. And that's, that's good. Uh, I only get the stuff that I really want to listen to or, or watch. Uh, I just can't fall for this crap. I don't I don't even listen to radio anymore. You know, regular radio where you just be exposed yourself to who knows what. Listen to certain stations like that, uh, what's called the one where you put it on and you get like a station. Like you, you have a radio head Pandora. station. Pandora. Yeah, you have a radio head, a mm-hmm. U2 station, and you pick up these similar sounding bands, which are pretty good. That's how you find out some some good bands. Otherwise, you'll be, you'll be exposed to who knows what. I mean, just crap.
1: I told you where I find my music. Hmm. I let Sylvia Turkman, the right. dog, you know the dog trainer right. extraordinaire, have, have the music behind her videos, good and stuff. I find out what it is, and it's usually good stuff. That's uh, how um, I found some good bands.
2: Interesting but, alternative music,
1: but nice, yeah, nice stuff.
2: Good stuff, good melodies, good voices. I mean, good. Amy
1: McDonald, I think, is one of them. The Jezebels,
2: The Jezebels, yeah, Jezebels, excellent good.
1: stuff. They, she the, has
2: the Deers, Radiohead, U2. I mean, this is this this is good stuff. Uh, I might be dating myself but this is just still and they're still experimenting they're still producing good work
1: but I mean you know Cindy Lauper Girls Just Want to Have Fun remember the video it was just whimsical yeah yeah, she dressed wild and crazy and I think there may have been some little bit of sexual gestures but she wasn't she she wasn't scantily clad ever that I remember
2: she couldn't do sexy I mean she couldn't
0: no she she did did goofy that's it and it was
1: so much it was just fun and it wasn't necessarily my favorite but I'm saying you know Cindy Lauper just looks like, you know, a, a moral, upstanding citizen. Yeah, and actually, I think everything especially. that I've seen of her of late, she's she's been pretty articulate and yeah. and right on on some issues. So yes, oh, yeah. Madonna, the word the Madonna, word and, uh... is the word is as Ed in the chat room points out here over at the chat at Blog Talk Radio. Nihilism.
2: Yeah, and that's, why, that's why I see, uh, you know, gangster rap also. The disgusting. I mean, I, I could never get into rap. My cousin tried to get me to it years ago. I could never do it. It's disgusting. It's like an attack on music is what it is. And I think uh, when they pushed it, uh, a lot of these executives said, hey, whatever, let, let's just send it out there and see what happens. And yeah, there, there was an audience for it. It's ugly. It's destructive. It says nothing. It is, you know, they they uh, they uh, steal uh, what they call it? like they lift melodies. Like even uh, Vanilla Ice years ago, he stole from that song uh, "Under Pressure" or "Pressure" was called, with Dave mm-hmm. Bowie and Queen. And he was asked about it, and he tried to lie. He said, "No, no, no." Mine goes like that. Goes like that. You know, they without those background
1: music. Without that, they have nothing.
2: You know, people say, "Oh, that was that was that melody." Well,
1: it wasn't his. Anyway, this is, you know, the, the, you talk about something is worthless, and I can't remember. Oh, someone was talking about Hassan, yeah. that you know, the murderer, the Fort the Hood. terrorist of Fort Hood, that yeah. he's worthless. And and I would say, well, rap is worthless at best. I guess no. it could be destructive, but this was actually destructive. Any vestige of value that that whole MTV culture no. had. She was there destroying it. And this idea of it being a parody of itself, I mean, why would you go out there and do that? I mean, she's, she's not somebody who's known as somebody doing parodies. So I think yeah. she, was, she was doing what Cindy Lauper thinks she was trying to do, which was trying to show she's one of the so-called big girls. You know, she can go with the big girls and boys. And that's not what it's about. It's not about sex. It's about having a, no, uh, trying... having talent, yeah. having presence. Wonder- and yeah, sex appeal is, is good. But if you're sitting there showing everything, including various flabby parts of your hmm. uh derriere, which like I said, yeah, if you if you look at caught, that video, uh, it is not attractive. What didn't wasn't someone
2: call something where it looked like a chicken? <laughs> like like two separate chickens butts. But what does the know? M in M T V mean? Seriously. What is what is it's it, supposed to be music. Yeah, but it's not. And it has been for what? Decades, hasn't it? Isn't that the case? it's about everything else but music i mean real good music at least and i just i just call it empty v i mean there's one it's one cartoon years ago empty with with the letter v uh, empty videos empty this but it's just i'm i'm really glad i don't have to watch that crap uh, someone said i'm so glad i didn't watch empty v i said i am so glad i didn't know it was on i mean that's that that that's where i'm at in this in this in this current culture it's like uh there's nothing, and there's no challenge to M- MTV, is there right. out there? I mean, there really isn't. It was, there it, isn't a good station with good music, good videos that says, you know what? Like there's McDonald's, Burger King, Coke, Pepsi. There's no challenge to M- M- MTV, is there? Well now, M- MTV. well
1: now, I mean, you know, again, when we were teenagers, we were basically captives of MTV because it was the source, and yeah. I think VH1 came a bit after yeah. it and was trying to compete, but MTV but was the source where you could actually watch these music videos. And you you, weren't able to watch them otherwise, right? But now now you can watch them online. You can can watch them online. You can buy the music videos from iTunes and stuff. So I think that that's why you don't really have a a lot of competition in that field. MTV just has kind of staying power. It's established. But uh, Jonathan here in the chat room makes a – an important point, which is that the youthful teddy bear imagery. Remember, mm. at the beginning, she was wearing the teddy bear, like a, almost like a onesie, you know, like a, uh, a you know that one piece, like uh, like a one piece bathing suit I teddy saw, bear. I saw clips.
2: I saw little little pictures. I may have seen something, something like that where she was actually dressed, somewhat dressed, more yeah. than just her underwear.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And and it was it looked was, very strange because she had that weird underwear under it, and you could see through it. But whatever. Anyway. It's this youthful right. teddy bear imagery. And he says that was particularly bizarre and disturbing. Yeah. 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 And so imagine, again, you know, you're Lance Bass, and you've got your nieces and nephews yeah. watching to watch your performance with your band. And, and they actually Sync. have
2: teddy bears, that, you know. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And, and Yeah. And, and they look at that, and they're like, oh, that's so cute. And she's got the little pigtails in her hair, which, by the way, Sonny Loman oh, looks yeah, really cute yeah. in hers. Um, she, she did a really she, nice job. She has job a shaved week. head
2: with, like, pigtails, the the Cyrus virus. Yes,
1: yeah, it's, it's like yeah. it's like a wide mohawk with pigtails. weird, okay. Let's go on.
2: It's funny to talk about something that you haven't seen, don't want to see, but you know that there's something bad going on.
1: I saw it and I I did. I, I said, this is horrible. this just
0: I, I, would, I, I mean it.
1: it debases any of that culture entirely, and I wondered whether I was just getting old. But I don't think I'm just getting old. I think that the standards are so disgusting. Any young women women out there, I would I would advise just you look great if you're 20 years old. You look great. Just cover your body. Leave some things to the imagination. I think the men will be much more Imagine intrigued if, than if you do this. Woman walked
2: up on her own, uh, beautiful with a beautiful voice, went went there with the, you know covered up nicely, sang her song, and walked off. And instead of having 20 people behind her, you know that the uh, that other hack, what's her name? Um, she's married to that rapper. You talking uh, about Beyonce? Beyonce. Uh huh. She goes there with 20 women behind her. And she. Angry dances, really ugly, really stupid, just turns me the hell off. And she is attractive if she doesn't do all that crap, but it's just really ugly. Always angry dancing. And then she was pissed off as people caught her face in certain angry that, – that, that's her fault.
1: But Beyonce looks like a great artist compared to what well, Cyrus did. Compared I mean, to... it was just it, – it was like looking into a gutter or watching, yeah. like, the beginning of a bad porno video. <laughs> so It was – ugh.
0: Ugly. Anyway, ugly. let's,
1: let's – uh let's go on that was the obligatory i mean we ha- you have to talk about it because it's an event of the week and it shows how much the culture is degrading out there i would i would just love to see some beautiful talented young women go on the video music awards and not rely on so-called sexiness and yeah. I, mean, I mean so-called be be actually sexy yeah uh, you know, yeah. Go ahead and and look and sh- you know show off the curves of your body, but be covered. Leave something to the imagination, and you know maybe have a little bit better body than Miley Cyrus, like I said.
2: Okay. Well, you know she's living off her youth. That's well,
1: we'll we'll see what happens to her because I'm, I don't. Well,
2: well, look at Britney Spears. I mean, look at her. She's a heavy. She's flabby. She's you know this is she doesn't care. She was one of those also. Remember her? She was kissing Madonna on the mouth and some other ones. Remember that that disgusting thing that they did years ago? Anyway,
1: sorry. kissing Madonna yeah. looks better than uh, Miley Cyrus. Debbie. this is uh, uh, anyway. Let's let's go on. Um, we we are going to end up with some good news at the end today. So try not to get too depressed, people. But let's look at the next story which i have and we're going into the socialism segment here oh we do have a call let's see if the oh no wait, the caller has not okay. Okay. signified that the caller has a question if you do have a question or comment and you're calling in please hit i think it's one that blog talk radio tells you to hit to put the little question icon up and then i will put you right on and we can talk people here in the chat room yeah it looks like a retarded teddy bear
0: hmm.
1: a high teddy bear maybe high. um Oh, yeah, Stuart says in the chat room, he says, the teddy bear image was supposed to be ironic. It was a postmodern teddy bear, Mm -hmm. which is disturbing, too, if there's any young people watching. I mean, I think Lance Bass probably wasn't well advised to have his nieces and nephews watching a show like that anyway, because it is the kind of show where some disturbing things can show up. I mean, usually you don't expect anything this bad, but... Right. So uh, So he
2: he can't play in his anthem, but you're you're right. I mean... She's far more in sync than, than we are about this stuff.
1: Yeah, and you certainly don't want any um, very young children in sync. You're funny. You don't want any young children watching this, that's for sure. So, uh, Freedom Breeze in the chat room says, exactly. If we walked, all, if we all walked around naked shaking everything, how exciting would that be? It wouldn't be exciting at all. Nah, I mean, you know, this this, this, this is why thing. most people don't really want to go to nudist beaches. <laughs> do, you, do you have any desire to go to a nudist oh, beach, boss? No. You know? Ugh. Now, most of the people who go there, a lot of times you don't necessarily
0: want
1: to, you don't always want to look. But I mean, even if they all have great bodies, then it would just, nudity means nothing at that point. So, anyway. Um, Oh, uh, Stuart is correcting us. Lance's last name is pronounced like the name of the fish: Bass. Bass. Okay. Instead of bass. Bass. I don't know. We don't, fail. No, don't last prepare. Last I'm week saying. it was Alexis de Tocqueville, and right. now it's Lance Bass.
2: And Miley Virus? Miley Virus. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. that's okay.
1: right. Okay, so let's go on. We're going to go into our socialism segment, and I, again, went for the alliterative title, but we're going to talk about socialism in a variety of areas. The first is, of course, Obamacare. Those of you who are in California who have had anything to do with the Anthem Insurance Company may have received a wonderful email. If you remember, we talked recently about people in California. I have some friends who had their Aetna insurance discontinued because of Obamacare. Now it seems that people who have their individual insurance plans under Anthem are going to be directed into new plans that comply with the Affordable Care Act. So, again, Obama's promise, which I'm not going to play for you again. Don't worry, I'm not going to play that audio clip mm-hmm. for you. But Obama's promise that if you like your plan, you can keep your plan, is not being kept. And it hasn't even gone to a, into effect yet. And Anthem is writing emails to their clients in California saying, that they're going to be directed to a different plan that complies. Now, of course, the different plan will cost more as well. And I'm wondering when all of this actually hits, right? Because right now, I think even though people are receiving these emails all across the country from their their insurance providers, somehow it's not really real to them that something must be done about Obamacare, about the so-called Affordable Care Act that isn't at all affordable because – Here's a poll. It's the Kaiser Health Tracking Poll of August 2013. There's a Henry J. Kaiser Family Foundation. I wonder if they have something to do with Kaiser Permanente, which is, as far as I know, an HMO, which is the worst kind of insurance that you can get. because
2: Maybe it's called uh, Kaiser Soze uh, Insurance.
1: I, I have no idea. That's but from the, this
2: one movie. People mm-hmm. might know Kaiser Soze Insurance. Anyway, you'll know.
1: They, they do this whole poll about health and health insurance and things like that. And it says, you know, basically that who's, who are the most trusted people, authorities on healthcare. And, you know, where do people get their news about the affordable care act, you know, because this law is so important and so complicated that you have to be careful about from which source you get your information about it, because you're going to get misinformation because, especially from the government, because it's so complex. No, but people trust the government. Um,
2: Robert got got it, the the, the usual suspect. That's right, Robert.
1: Which usual suspects?
2: I made a comment before.
1: That I I missed entirely. Yeah. Sorry, Lee. I'm sorry about this. Um, Okay, so then what is the uh, most disturbing thing about this poll that most people polled under this Kaiser Health tracking poll? Most of them, even though they are negative about the legislation itself they disapprove of the legislation only 37% say they have a favorable view of obamacare 42% unfavorable and then i guess there's some ignorant jerks out there who can't figure it out yet because we're going towards socialized medicine whatever says even though a majority of those polled, I guess you'd say a plurality, uh, are against the legislation. A majority of Americans say they disapprove of the idea of cutting off funding as a way to stop the law. Fifty-seven percent say they disapprove. Now, if you look at Republicans and those who have an unfavorable view of the law overall, those people are more likely to approve of attempts to defund the law. But even among these groups, says the poll, a third say that they disapprove. So imagine you are either a Republican or you are one of the people in this poll who says that you disapprove of Obamacare. Nonetheless, a third of those people say they disapprove of using defunding as a strategy to stop this. I hate to tell you people, there is, no other way no. now to stop it. No. People, I mean, repealing is not going anywhere anytime soon.
2: How about the ones who say it'll fall under its own weight? Stupid. Again, it's, it's an excuse for inaction, for impotence.
1: Any any of those Republicans who are getting behind Boehner and the other Republican leadership and saying, "Oh, let's just let it fall on its own weight," or worse, if you are like Karl Rove or Rince Priebus mm. or these people who say, "Hey, let's run against Obamacare. It'll help us win elections."
2: Uh-huh. And what to do? What to do with the last election? Nothing because they had Romney But but one thing also. But sorry. but
1: but I mean but I mean these people are delusional. Yeah. They think they they'd like to get rid of it. I assume if they disapprove of it. But they they disapprove of the one way that exactly. we have left of getting rid of it. And when you Again, ask them
2: how would you get rid of it, they're like. Uh, because they they don't mind it. Oh, they don't we'll, mind it at all. We'll
1: repeal it later when we get Chris Christie in office. When we get a
2: perfect. When we get yeah. a super majority. When we get a Republican. <laughs> when we get the House. When we get the Supreme Court. When, you know, no, it doesn't happen. Uh, they want it, and as Mark Levin says, they are absolutely the status quo party, and that's what they are. What is is, and that's it. Who am I to judge? You know, it's that, the law of
1: the land, that, right?
2: That's that's John Boehner. Uh, but you know, it, it came out this week that. Um, George Soros, a leftist rat, the rich leftist rat bastard, uh, has been funding, uh, paying off uh, McCain for a decade, over a decade. He he probably has bought a number of conservatives, alleged conservatives. He probably probably bought Boehner. Who knows? Maybe he bought Boehner. I mean, I, don't, I, don't I think, think Boehner might just be a but, coward.
1: Well, or maybe he's
2: been bought and sold. Who knows? I,
1: I don't know that Boehner's been bought. I'm wondering if the NSA has dug up stuff on him I mean, for we, Obama. We, we know he
2: drinks a lot. We know that. We, you know, he drinks on a job when he works one hour a day. We know that. I,
1: uh, I don't know. We know he but drinks
2: when he's tanning, when he's smoking. Mo- that. Most
1: important thing here, if you are among the third of either Republicans or people who have an unfavorable view of Obamacare and – You are also against defunding it. Keep in mind what Ted Cruz has said about the fact that once these subsidies kick in, once an entitlement program kicks in, the ability to roll it back is severely limited. Even if your wonderful dream of having all these perfect Republicans – I mean, there's – Republicans are just a joke anymore. You know, suppose you had Republican majorities in both houses of Congress and you have a Republican president. This is not going away. No. They're never going to roll this thing back. You've got to stop it before it's fully implemented. That is the only way. Last update I saw from Ted Cruz, 900,000 people yeah. have signed the petition saying don't fund Obamacare. He's looking for a million. Go to don'tfundit.com. Was, uh, you know, tell your friends.
2: Rush had a short interview with him the other day. I just caught the audio on, on Facebook, and uh, it was up to 700,000. So I guess after just spoke to Rush, two hundred thousand. So he'll get to that million, no doubt about it. He'll he'll get to it. And these these rats in Washington, these uh, Republicans, got to be pressured. They got to be threatened. They got to be said. They they gotta be told, if you like your seat, you know, if you know what's good for you, if you know what's good for, for the country, for your power, for your, you're gonna do the right thing. Right. But they feel they can get away with not doing anything against it. You know, they feel like Boehner must have it in his head well, I'll still be speaker next time if I don't do anything. No, he just realized uh, you'll be ripped from power. You'll be ashamed. You'll be, you'll be, uh, you know, uh, I mean, he's already a footnote to a footnote, but you, you'll be even less than that if you don't do anything. <laughs> you know.
1: Go check out Bosch's cartoon yeah. at com and, and see what he really thinks.
2: And Amy actually uh, had a perfect pun. I thought I was a punisher. She actually had this, you know, anyway, check it out, maybe. It's a, uh, just say it's- it. It's
1: republicans r i p all capital r i p yep. republicans
0: yep perfect
1: rest in peace g o p because that's where you're going they suck. let me let me just give you the lame excuse that people who answered this poll had for not backing the defunding effort. they said that defunding the so called affordable care act is uh wrong why because quote using the budget process to stop a law is not the way our government should work <laughs> it's not the way our government should work so the
2: way our government is today is the way it should work the way our government is the today way Ob- it's being the way the,
1: the way obama, was the, way obama, obama was the way obama issues yeah. executive orders Just in order to achieve gun control when he can't get it this, through okay? congress guys, the way that yes. the way that obama has decided to disregard portions of the Affordable Care Act, because it's going to impact the ability of Democrats to who get elected more, in 2014. Who
2: gets more right? heat from Washington, Obama or Ted Cruz? From Washington, criticism, who? No, I know. I mean,
1: Ted I Cruz. Yeah, yeah. That's what you got to know,
2: meaning but, he's on the right side, meaning he's good. Just by that alone, if you knew nothing else about Ted Cruz, say, wait a minute, they call him a terrorist? Well, he's, he's got to be honest with something yeah.
1: is, This is really, really disgusting. Um you know th- this idea that even the law itself right. was passed exactly. properly. I'm, I'm Remember, I'm there probably. was all no, no. I mean, th- their idea Impro- is no, but these people think. I guess it was passed properly using no. the budget process to stop the law <laughs> would be improper. Oh, I mean, man. the law was not properly passed. The law is improper. The law was not unemergent. adjudicated properly in the Supreme Court, as far as I'm concerned.
2: They have government has no right to 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 be our healthcare system. They have no right to. Take it over. Nothing.
1: Oh, and then this is my favorite one. 35% said their main reason, their main reason for opposing defunding efforts is that they've, quote, heard enough about the health care law and it's time to move on to something else.
2: To something else. (laughs) That's
1: like yeah, that's like Beckel saying, okay, uh, I've had enough of uh, I nine mean, eleven. Just, just get over it already.
2: Johnson had that great response. You know, he know he goes, move, you know, move on from nine eleven. How about uh, he goes? That's disgusting. Basically, he called it
1: exactly. And yeah. I and I I think it's just as disgusting to say let's, let's you move know, on
2: from Obamacare. Let's move
1: on from Obamacare
2: before it's an action before it's implemented. You know, before you you know what I mean. These guys want to let the monster go right past them without protest, without trying to stab it that, trying to stop it in any way. They want to say, well, what are you going to do? The monster is going to run us over. Let's walk with the monster, hand in hand, towards what? Towards our destruction.
1: Anyway, that is uh, some depressing statistics. And I blame Republicans and conservative commentators who have not got behind the yeah. defunding effort yeah. for poll results like that. Yeah. Because, again, you have got Republicans And people who disapprove of the legislation, two-thirds of those people say that they don't want to fund it. I mean, they they don't want to stop it by defunding. They don't want to do the defunding. That is ridiculous. Defunding is the only way to stop it. This is a Horrible. I mean, think think about what all of these people have said about how horrible the legislation was. I would I would love to just have, have a montage. They have from 2010. Yeah.
2: Boehner, we're gonna stop this by any means. We're gonna, you know, he, he even, even said he even said Defunded. Defunded.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. he said it. Cantor that you know, uh, Cantor said it. Some other bimbo from the GOP. They all said it. They're on the record of saying it, and they were voted into power because of Obamacare to fight against it to stop it. And here are the rat bastards coming out there and basically endorsing it completely by not acting against it. And they had the power to stop it for three years. They had the power to defend it for three years. They did nothing. Now it's in a moment of truth, and they're still doing nothing. I mean, Bader has to pay a political price for this. Has to pay. He has to be shunned from the GOP. Has to be, you know, someone has to take it over. I you you think, need a Ted Cruz I to be it I think they the need speaker. to take
1: away his tanning-booth privileges.
2: That's, <laughs> that's what one, they have
1: that, to do. That's what I'm Okay, I'm a, I'm on board. To hell with a mama carry, you know. No, That's al- the only way, no alcohol, no tannin. No tan alcohol, boost.
2: no no cigarettes, no tannin booth, and then he's in. That's it. Threaten him with that.
1: I don't know. They <laughs> they've got him on something. That's the only thing I can think of. Or he's
2: of. just a gutless rat. As simple as that. I mean, you know, it's either or, I don't know. He's a gutless rat bastard or they own him.
1: Okay, somehow. which is more of an outrage? The fact that Boehner and you know, the conservative commentators, so-called conservative commentators, have talked this group of people out of backing the defunding effort. Right. Is that more disgusting or is Miley Cyrus more disgusting? Which is more?
2: Uh, them, because they have they we – we'll, we'll pay a heavy price for this. Her, she's a bimbo on TV, out within a minute. We will pay a heavy price for their not fighting.
1: Yeah, I guess we could point. say at least nobody really likes Miley she, Cyrus. She's just
2: yeah. no, no, no one likes No one yeah. is backing her up. I mean, if they are, they're pigs. Her father's even like, well, I still love her. You know, meaning, that's disgusting, but I still love her. She's my <laughs> daughter. You know what I mean? No,
1: but I love you anyway. Yeah,
2: I love <laughs> you anyway. I mean, I mean, th- that that is what he's saying. But even he was like repulsed probably. He's like, oh, my gosh, my daughter. <sighs> you know I mean?
1: Anyway, socialism, the onslaught of socialism. This is the segment that we're in right now and Don't Let It Go Unheard. People in the chat room here, let's see. Uh, John says he wonders if concierge medicine is going to be prohibited. I haven't heard anything nah, haven't like heard that yet. Yes, yes. But if exactly. you use arguments like the woman who's going to be talking about uh, education does in a few minutes, I mean, you know, everybody's got to be all in in, in our uh, health care system. You know, we all have to be part of the Obamacare approved plans, because otherwise it won't work if we don't all just join
0: in and also suck this, it up, this right? This notion
2: that this is just one of the, pro, the government programs. No, this is the one that will kill us. It's not one of the programs that we've had, one of the social programs. One of the, this, is the, this is the big one, and Obama knew that. Obama knew that this is the way you quote unquote fundamentally transform this country and the nature of Americans in general. This is how you do it. You take over the health system. You, you know This is what every dictator, dictatorship does. They own the, the health system. They rule it by force this is it this is the big one and uh, we have gutless rats in power who are fighting against those who are fighting it that's the whole problem they're fighting against Ted Cruz they're fighting against Mike Lee they're fighting against the only only politicians who seem to have a soul left
1: as as I said many times before Ted Cruz is fighting against this in a principled way he is communicating his message eloquently he is and I think he has a real chance If anybody out there, I mean, you know, I've I've been reading uh, recently Benjamin Franklin's autobiography. And if you think of the things that they endured, the founding fathers endured,
0: just just
1: in terms of what life was like back then as (laughs) well. okay. but I mean, you know, Franklin educated himself at a huge, you know personal costs. I think yeah. you know he he gave up a lot of sleep and leisure activities and everything else to study, 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 and do his printing business and everything else. Imagine how hard these men worked to give at, us the country that we have. Look
2: at these pigs and letting go.
1: These, yeah, these, these total pigs. So I'm definitely more disgusted by that. And Robert NYC in the chat room is, uh, first of all, he agrees with me that the bio is awesome. Yes, it is great. But he says, I think quite rightly here that Cyrus doesn't really affect us. We can turn her off. But government is now ruining our lives by force. That's what Obamacare is doing. And these pigs. Yep are continuing to defend it and say, oh, you know, you wouldn't want to defund this huge octopus that is going to stick its tentacles into every aspect of our lives and suck the life out of us. I feel like, remember we were watching these Superman cartoons recently, and there were like two in a row (laughs) where the villains were like these repulsive octopus-type things where the tentacles would come out and grab you and strangle you. This is what I feel like Obamacare is going to do.
2: it's a monster. It's a monster. It's the big one. It's the one that will de- that will destroy us. And the rats, the, and you know what? Again, Obama exposed the Republicans for the uh, status that they are. He exposed the leadership, the majority of them, for what they are. They're government rats. They will not roll back anything because in their mind, well, when we're in power, it's Republican care. you know. And we'll call the shots then. He called the shots now. We'll call the shots. This is their attitude. This is who they are. And they all got to be defeated. Every single last one of them, they got to be wiped out, politically speaking. They have to be. Next midterms, they got to pay a big-time price. Whether they lose the house, hopefully they don't. Hopefully someone can take over. And, again, the house can pick any speaker they want. They can pick a Ted Cruz. They can pick Mike Lee. They can pick someone worthwhile. Mark on, Levin. Mark Levin. <laughs> no, but they can do that, literally. Yeah. There, there are no rules of who they can pick. That's right. I can be speaker. What do you think? You... What, do you, what do you think?
1: I think you could.
2: Okay, I mean, yeah, I'm, not, I'll, I'll, I'm not that articulate, but...
1: I'll, I'll give you the outlines like we do say. here on the show, <laughs> and, and, and I'll let you go, because you well, know yourself. Well, let's just say stuff. I'm
2: more articulate than John Boehner, okay? Yeah. Can you can you give me that?
1: I would say yes. so. And, and are you're, joking? you joking? No, you're well, you, articulate? You yes. he, he's sometimes articulate. The point is is that you are way more principled, and that's no. more important to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, so. and I wouldn't, I mean, you know, when does he speak?
1: Infinitely more the principled. The idiot comes out more.
2: there. The idiot comes out there. If you recall, uh, after the uh, scandal, one of the scandals, one of the half dozen scandals Obama's been drowning in, um, uh, who's getting fired? Remember his first words about the NSA? Who's getting fired? That was the question? Yeah. He never answered his question. He never, he never did. He figured, well, oh Well, no one's and people don't about.
1: get fired in the Obama administration, they get put on suspension but paid by tax he's dollars. He's the most powerful Republican
2: happens. in Washington. He's the third most powerful man in Washington. And believe it or not, John Boehner, of all people, he is. He has power. He doesn't use it unless it's to get to open up golf, golf, uh, golf, whatever. What do you call it? Golf fields? I don't don't even know the term. Golf courses? Golf courses. If they're closed, he has the power to open them. Hey, you can open up today.
1: Now, Robert NYC in the chat room has a curious, I think, decent suggestion for Speaker of the House. But I have some reservations about it. He says, Alan West, please, as Speaker of the House. What's what are your reservations? Bosh? I mean,
2: he uh, he's been you know he was great about Islam years ago. He, he used to say Islam is a jihadist. Now he, he's gotten to radical Islam and all that kind of language. He also used a term in the old day, bad optics, which is very very Washington. So he's still better than 99% of them, no doubt about it. But he has softened himself up, and I think he softened himself up because he lost. Now he figures he has to get a little more a little more slick as a politician to win
1: back power. You know, this is the thing. I think there are a lot of people who are commentators, right? And Alan West, they have the Next Generation TV. They're doing a lot of online uh, you know, and, and on-media commentary. He, I think he goes on Fox still regularly yeah, and everything does, else. Yeah, he
2: does. And he's, so, still, he's excellent, but well, but, but, softened himself a well, little
1: Well, right, right. And, if, and, if, and he they, voted for a their, thing. their idea is that if you want to be a respected commentator, yeah. then you're always going to try to play devil's advocate and – Try and to, not and, and, and try to say, you know, okay, well, if Obama wants to get away with destroying the country with his hand tied behind his back, the better way to do that is to have good optics, you <laughs> <That's> know?
2: <right. laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe he actually said that, but he used the term good optics. I mean, optics. he didn't
1: say exactly no, I that, know, that, right? but, <laughs> but he said
2: it's bad optics. It's bad <laughs> optics. That's so Washington. Allen is better than that. He's better than Washington. It's
1: like, it's like, it's like let me help you, Obama. You know, I, I'm not going to criticize what you're doing. Let me just critique the way that you're doing it a little bit.
2: Robert says, yeah, he called most Democrats uh, he called most Democrats communists. and He has to do it and that's why he's so much better than them. And I hate when he undercuts himself, which he's been doing of late. If he, does, if he doesn't do that, fine. But today, if you tell me, Alan West or John Boehner, please, please, right now, it's not even a question, but whatever slight Criticism I have, and they're pretty slight, uh, but he's better than most of them. Just I, I, don't believe it's it's actually him.
1: I'm just telling you, you had uh, he's opining, Bosch, and he's putting his hand in front of his mouth, which I think <laughs> makes it hard harder okay. for the audience to understand him. So, um, yeah, he's he's very very. Some you But
2: know, Boehner is so bad that some some brings up here, uh, you know, Pelosi could could come back. That's how bad Boehner is. Yes, And for her party, look what she did for her party. She basically ran over Obama to get Obamacare. Well, and, she and, was actually and, waffling at one point. She and actually... I remember
1: this. Remember the story that we talked about just a few weeks ago. Boehner is Speaker of the House and the person who was behind the scenes basically maneuvering making it so that a Mosh amendment remember the right, amendment right. that they were going to have they were going to amend a piece of legislation so that the nsa's activities in gathering the verizon metadata were right. curtailed right. right that was the justin amash amendment yeah. um, she apparently behind the scenes defeated that
2: right yeah yes yeah, she did yes she did and think about what she had to do for that though she had to- Team up with some Republicans. Not that about it. Sure. I mean, she had to with Boehner He's Speaker
1: and, of the House, and she's right. still controlling things. Exactly right. So, I mean, that is that is truly disgusting. That
2: tells you who Boehner is and what he is.
1: So we are in second hour of Don't Let It Go Unheard, and so far we have gotten through basically only two of the stories wow. that I've got over at Don't Let It Go dot com. No, it's fine. It's I'm fine. Leaving. No, 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 you're not oh, leaving. Okay.
2: Um, well, people have complained about me. so... Check yeah.
1: out check out the program notes over at Don't Let It Go dot com if you want to see how far we still have yet to go to achieve my great aspirations for today's show. But let, one thing we can I think dispatch with relatively quickly but I just I wanted to make a, a note of it under the heading of socialism. Remember today is Cyrus socialism in Syria. Second item under socialism is Obama's speech at the Let Freedom Ring ceremony which was to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the March on Washington in which Martin Luther King gave a his I have a dream speech.
2: At the steps of the Republican icon yes. Abraham Lincoln and for the Republican Martin Luther King Jr. Yes.
1: Right. Yes. Right.
2: And no and no Republicans were there.
1: And do note that at DontLetItGo.com, we believe in compassionate inf- information because I have linked you only to the text of the speech. <laughs> not to a video of Obama giving the speech. Where his
2: where his terrible cadence uh, do. <laughs> Doobie doobie. That, that's how he speaks. That's how he gives his speeches. It's really, it's so contrived. Yeah.
1: Now, what you do end up doing though, when you're going to get the text of the speech, I just go to the source. I go to WhiteHouse.gov. So yeah, you're going yeah, to be. But they at, edit
2: it probably. Maybe if he if makes one slip up here and there or something, they they edit it but anyway. They
1: more. they might, but still, I mean, let's, let's let's give him that this is his speech and and then go ahead and criticize it, but. Yeah, you're going to be on a list for having visited WhiteHouse.gov if you click on that link. I'm sorry. I'm on a list. You're probably on a list for listening to my show right now, whatever, so don't worry no about it. So,
2: I wonder if the NSA if, enjoys, enjoys the show, though.
1: Yeah, I hope, NSA, that yeah. you are enjoying this show. I mean, every, every week I think we should welcome them to our listening audience. But if you go through the speech, the first – Half of it, at least, I didn't really have any major problem with it because or he
2: bromide after bromide. Well, bromide.
1: T- yeah, tons of bromides, in it, but but no, not just bromide. Some real substance here. There was not only a lot more discrimination at the time of Martin Luther King, sure, which no is bromide. which is something to go ahead and and, he com- was and talk about. Well, he was murdered, right? But but also there was forced segregation. There were actually laws.
0: Right. Right. And particularly
1: in the South, yep. where, segregation, where yes. segregation was enforced by law. So this is wrong, 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 and this is uh, much of what uh, Martin Luther King was but, fighting against. But did
2: he mention that he's president and he's had luck Did he mention that in the speech? Oh,
1: he, he mentioned, he said, he? We, you know, we finally got change in the White House, etc. But not so, enough, because he wants more. Yeah, yeah, and he, and... Uh, if, you know and of course, he has to say, because it's always about him, always. you know he, yeah we 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 got change in the White House, you know is like oh,
2: speaking wonderful,
1: but then he, you know and he says he says to dismiss the magnitude of the progress that's been made since the time of King would be to dishonor all of these people who gave. Of their lives and time and fortunes and everything else to to fight this fight. He says their victory was great. He says, but we would also dishonor those heroes if we suggest that the work of this nation is somehow complete. And here is where the socialist stuff comes in. He talks about the things that he, Obama, wants to do to make things more fair for everyone. And and of course, it all all has to do with government initiating force against citizens, right? right? I would say that As a Republican, as a person who was more concerned with freedom than anything else, Martin Luther King Jr. probably would not go as far as to endorse Obama. Now, I went to actually look for the text of Martin Luther King's speech, and there is an archive website, a government-run archive website that supposedly has a PDF of this speech, that was linked to, and I think I got to it from an ABC website. So then I go and I try to open it with Acrobat Reader, and it was supposedly corrupted. The file was corrupted. Now the reason we'll I did that is because that. I wanted to get the context for a quotation that Obama uses in his own talk
2: to try to make him look, seem better. And he, and,
1: he, and he says, "Well, and he, you know, hey, you know, Martin Luther King agrees with me that right, we should fun. have." And here's a quote from King that King. King was talking about, supposedly, that the goals of African Americans were identical to the goals of working people of all races. And the goals are, quote, decent wages, fair working conditions, livable housing, old age security, health and welfare measures, conditions in which families can grow, have education for their children, and respect in the community, end quote. Now, he's citing this from King in order to bolster his argument for, and he actually talks about a right to health care, not just, oh, let's get access to insurance and, you know, blah. No, a right to health care he talks about in this speech. He talks about a right to education, free education in this speech. He talks about, you know, all the things that he wants to do. One of the things he slips in there as supposedly having to do with discrimination, is voter rights. Yes, you, know, disgusting. Re, you know, recent voter legislation as being oh, discriminatory. My. Remember, you know, they're about to go after Texas yes. in a big way. That's what Holder is, is what setting his sights on Texas. They know.
2: If they flip Texas, it's over.
1: So they want to flip Texas. They want to establish a right to health care, a right to free education. And, you know, he, he, you know, Obama pays lip service in here to the idea that Government isn't supposed to solve the entire problem. And the fact that government is going to help you, you shouldn't use it as an excuse not to raise your kids or not to work, you know, to just take handouts, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, when he talks about having a fair chance, you know, he is talking about equality of result in right. a certain way. And one of the things that really got me the most in here is that he was criticizing those people who would say that the following policies, the following policies violate sound economic principles. So he is <laughs> right. trying to trash people who say that the following things that I'm about to list list right here, you know, quoted from his speech. The following things violate sound economic principles. He thinks it's because he knows
2: he knows what what makes sound yeah. economic principles. Yeah, he, he, he knows. knows it.
1: So it, it's it's wrong to say that. So here here's the list of things. It is um, to argue that a minimum wage increase. Violates sound economics. He says that's wrong. <laughs> now, anybody <laughs> who knows economics knows that if you increase the minimum wage, all it does is increase prices. Yeah. It's it's just a redistribution of wealth through there. The all, all sorts businesses of businesses
2: to hike, hike up their um... yeah.
1: Plus, it creates unemployment. Yeah. You know, it, 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 he talks about he talks about in his speech something that has been used against him by conservative commentators, which is that the rate of unemployment right now for blacks and other minorities i think is twice the rate Absolutely of unemployment right. of it's, others now some of that is because of minimum wage yes. loss increases so yes. but no you know hey it's not against sound it, 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 blah as if um, people have a gun str- stronger labor laws yeah that's what we need we need more labor laws or he says taxes on the wealthy who could afford it who just could afford it. who could afford it just to fund crumbling schools.
2: Who could afford to get robbed by the government? Can afford to be robbed by the government.
1: Yeah. So all these things he's got coming. More taxes, stronger labor laws, increasing the minimum wage. I mean, I would not he be surprised. Not I would not be surprised if he tries to increase the minimum wage by executive order. Yes. Yes. Or, I mean, Obama's going to lay over and give it to him. I don't know which it's going to be. But.
2: By the way, he went after guns this week, and he went after a particular rifle that is so big, it hasn't been in use since the 20s, something like that. I mean, Mark was talking about it the other day. It was just his way of saying, look, I did something, okay? You know I mean, it was impotent, but anyway, that, that's what he's doing. And the same thing he's doing here, total impotence.
1: Now, here we go. Li- Liberty Panacea in the chat room says, that he or she doesn't mind the cadence of Obama, but how pragmatism and committal ideas well, just oozes out of the way well, that he It's a
2: whole thing, though, meaning it's all contrived. Even the way he speaks, what he says is contrived. It's all BS.
1: Well, but it's not all BS, right? It, because – and um, I'm remembering a piece that I talked about a couple weeks ago from the Wall Street Journal in which one commentator – actually, was it George Will?
2: George Will did – Maybe it wasn't
1: Wall Street Journal then. It was a different – Washington so, Post. But uh, – Someone was talking about the fact that in his speeches, he tells you exactly what he's up to.
2: If and you pay attention, yes. He
1: is he's up to going after the voting laws in Texas because, of course, being forced to show your ID. That is just racism. That's just discrimination, yeah. right? That's just, why not it's racist. It's horrible. And, um, and he he so, is going so, Someone had a list
2: of places where you are required to show your ID. with dozens and dozens and dozens of places, every government, pl- everything. Yeah. But this is – you know what? Because, again – the Democrats cannot win, honestly. They have no. to lie in the uh, campaigns. They have to lie every inch of the way to get into power, or else they don't get They've power. They've
1: got to grant amnesty and every, re- and require no ID. And then, all you know, then, the they board, yeah. then they can win.
2: corruption, then they quote-unquote win while we lose.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so, so this is – I mean, in this speech, he tells you everything that he's up to. He is up to giving yeah. us – a, well, so-called, good, as a, usual. A, a so-called right to health care, a right to education. He wants to tax the rich more. He wants to increase the minimum wage. He wants more labor laws. Who knows what in the world oh. those are going to be like. He wants to initiate force against American citizens more and more and more. And he wants to be buttressed by the spirit of Martin Luther King yes, Jr. To get it with and it. I don't think Martin I'm Luther King that. would be in favor no. of this at all.
2: By the way, I've read for years Martin Luther King Jr. Has, was a Republican. You don't hear that anywhere besides actual sources, right? Right. And there was uh, some leftist hack place. No, he wasn't a Republican. This, here's why. No, that's an absolute lie. And uh, they will never, ever, ever tell you that, that the Republicans were for the civil rights movement. The Republicans uh, <laughs> you know, were the anti-slavery activists when they, when they were founded. that, that uh, Abraham Lincoln was the first Republican president. They'll never, ever, ever tell you this because they live off the idea that they're not. And that they're the party of of rights and 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 civil rights. And they're right. not. No. And Obama is part of the part of the party that wanted slavery to continue. He's part of that party, and 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 he has to be exposed as such. All these hacks out
1: there. You know, the one the last thing that I wanted to say about this is that. If, and again, I went to go look for that original speech of Martin Luther King, and I couldn't find the text. I'm going to have to be able to find it somewhere. But you'd think you'd be able to find it at the government archive and get a file that wasn't corrupt. But if Martin Luther King was in favor of government initiating force in order to achieve some of those aims that he talked about, you know, it's one thing to have goals, Mm -hmm. right? African Americans have the same goal for the American dream as we do. Sure, goals. But how do you think those goals should be achieved? I would submit that either Martin Luther King probably wasn't against government force to Possibly. achieve those goals, or to the extent that he was, I could, if I sat down and spoke with him, I think I could talk him out of it. I, I think, think I could talk him out no, of it. No,
2: he was a reasonable guy. I mean, look, and people, they try to paint him in so many different ways. He was uh, a communist, they call him, because they had surveillance on him until he died. He was this. He was, he was everything. What I know is that he actually had a principled argument for rights in his country, for blacks. He wanted equal rights, and he wanted this is what he wanted, and he was very articulate. Didn't come off like a like a slob like these guys. And let's say, I mean, in, in those days, though, almost all blacks were Republicans. They were, because they knew that that was a party of anti-slavery. Right. And it slowly somehow got into the point where they believed that Democrats were for them, and they never were, and they, never, and they still aren't. But, so, whether he was a principal critical Republican in that sense, where a small government, I don't know. I don't know but he was technically a Republican. That, that's what he was, and they'll never ever tell you this because, again, that's their thing. They have to believe that that he that wasn't.
1: The, the Objective Standard had a little piece about uh, that this week, about the fact that King was broadly in favor of the principles that were defended by the Founding Fathers. Yeah. And so insofar as he may have made some mistakes in terms of the application of those principles sure. to particular political issues. The most important thing was that he backed the, the principles. And Obama certainly does <laughs> no. not
0: the support the principles. I is. mean
1: Obama has the IRS going after people <laughs> who are in favor of liberty, constitutional <laughs> rights no matter what color they are. You know? no. Anyway, let's 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 go on to something that I almost I mean I, I certainly think it's more horrific than Miley Cyrus. It might be more horrific than anything we've talked about so far, including all those horrible people being against the defunny and everything else. Because I, you know, after having that interview, especially with C. Bradley Thompson, I interviewed C. Bradley Thompson for Tammy Bruce's show a couple months ago. I am on the... Abolition of government schools bandwagon in a big way. I think that abolishing government schools and achieving private education in a private educational system is going to be one of the necessary steps for achieving major cultural change in our country. And so if you are also thinking that this is a huge, huge major issue, perhaps even bigger than Obamacare, you will have been as horrified as I was when I saw this piece this week, which I mean, I I agree. You know, Ann Coulter said it it almost seemed like a parody, like you couldn't believe it was serious. Slate published this article this week. The headline is, if you send your kid to private school, you are a bad person.
2: Yep. That's an argument from intimidation. and and also one thing that came to mind. She's calling Obama a bad person, Matt Damon, and every other, other leftist who has their 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 kids. Well,
1: are, and are, she's are, are perfectly schools. happy calling those people bad people. Yeah. Why? Because she thinks, and, and you know, th- at the very end of the piece is when she talks about this, that she knows that Obama, Matt Damon, any of them, to the extent that they actually honestly see themselves as believing liberal principles, whatever the stupid principles are that those people believe in. She says, don't just acknowledge your liberal guilt. Listen to it. So her entire article is about the fact that
2: And we'll all suffer under also, she says.
1: That you are a bad person if you send your kid to private school. She says, not like murderer bad, but like ruining one of our nation's most essential institutions in order to get what's best for your kid bad.
2: I mean, this is a pig here, and she... uh... But she also says this one idea. What was it? Where she, uh, how'd you put it? About oh yeah, it, it, she acknowledges that's bad, but she, ultimately, yeah,
1: yeah. No, she, Ultimately, she silly. she acknowledges that if you do your civic duty, yeah. ba, you know, basically, Suffer. basically, it, it is, it, yeah, it is your duty for the collective yeah. to send your child to public school, Knowing even even though it's going to be bad, even though it will take generations maybe to make the government schools better she says you need to send your kids to government schools so that we can save government schools yeah. that if you put your kid yeah, into the school idea. well if you put your kid into the school you're going to be invested in it and so therefore you're going to make it better what? and then she says you know suppose you never read any of the great books when you know or your kid never reads any of the great books in school don't worry, your kid will turn out okay.
2: Yep, and that's that's the whole thing. It It
1: won't it won't be so bad. It will be right? great.
2: Is her, Allison Benedict Arnold, is that her name?
1: Uh, yeah, Allison Benedict Benedict Arnold. That's right. So she says, look, you know, your your child will really be fine. You know, it says if if uh, if you can afford private school, chances are that your spawn will be perfectly happy at a crappy your public spawn. school.
2: Also, that, even that, that, that terminology, you I mean, yeah.
1: it's like she, a it – says, It says she will have the support at home, that's you, and all the advantages that go along with being a person whose family can pay for and cares about superior education. The exact kind of family that can help your crappy public school become less crappy. Mm. She may not learn as much or be oh. as challenged. <laughs> that's,
2: look, because that's not right? important.
1: Right, but take a deep breath and live with that. Oh, but she's gifted. She 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 says. Oh, but she's gifted. You say. Well, then she'll really be fine if she's gifted. And then she says, you know, I went to a terrible public school. Well, look, you know, I could tell. I I only had to read one I book. By, and, I could tell by I could tell by her know, article. I I was fine. But basically, she's saying it is your duty
2: to selfless, give
1: your kid a horrible education in order for the in order for in the kids. long run later kids are all going to have an education that is provided for free by the government.
0: For free. You
1: you remember, again, several weeks ago, I talked about the Wall Street Journal article. It was called The $4 Million Teacher, in which they discussed in South Korea Korea, the hagwon industry. Basically, in South Korea, all the kids go to public school, but then, excuse me, government school. I need to keep correcting myself Mm -hmm. about that. Government school. They all go to government schools. But they waste their time. They don't learn anything. And that's the thing. Loves it. If you want your child to actually learn something during those years, then your child has to go to school twice. Your child has to go to yep. the crappy government school.
2: And then the good school has to make up for it.
1: And then the good school has to make up for it. And you have to, to pay for that, too. I, I, I would much rather pay for a child to go to public, excuse me, a private school one time
0: absolutely not waste
1: his or her life right no. then oh you know go just send them to the crappy school and then they can still you know study after school you can give them yeah. all sort of help after school look
2: at the attitude though this uh, this rat writes uh, about she can't even defend it in proper terms like you know this it's great okay and it's and I'm an advocate for it no she's saying yeah it sucks but in the end, we need it. It's just it's it's a noble idea. This government education. I mean, but she's not even advocating it as as anything worthwhile. She's saying, yeah, you'll suffer, yeah, boy, to these crappy schools, but ultimately it'll be great. Is that is that her idea?
1: How? Ultimately, your kid will be okay.
2: Okay, yeah, he'll and, be
1: okay. And, he, won't, he won't
2: die, right? I mean, you know.
1: And, and basically, you're going to be better for.
2: And why doing this? Why, because you're one of the, one of the what. Cogs in the government wheel and in, sure. in the social wheel
1: sacrificing for future generations right. that's what you'll be doing, so therefore you'll be doing your collective liberal duty who wants
2: to end up like who wants to end up like this lady
1: well right even her
0: kids
1: here she says she says uh she says reading Walt Whitman in the ninth grade challenged the way you see the world well, getting drunk before basketball games with kids who lived at the trailer park near my house did the same for me
2: i mean this is just it seems almost cartoon. Someone said, "It reminds me of the Onion." It does. It, really, it really, really does. Yeah. You really say, "Wait, this is a sincere effort to try to communicate some ideas." This is what she's actually doing.
1: Ben Affleck gets cast as Batman. That's the Onion. This gets published on Slate. Obama wants I to mean... go to war
2: over his uh, gaff. You know, this this is the Onion we're living in. That's why the Onion has to really push it now. They got to get so outrageous to the point it becomes almost well, that's too much. You know. Yeah.
1: So I agree with Ed in the chat room. This is the most evil article that I've read in yeah. a long time. It
2: really is. I mean, it's unbelievable. To-
1: one, one question I would have for this author, right? She insists that even though she believes it is the moral duty of everyone to send their kids to government schools to the extent that you are a bad person if you don't send them. She says, by the way, she doesn't believe that banning private schools is the answer. She says, we need a moral judgment, not a legislative one. And I would say the same thing to her as I would say to all of these so-called conservatives that say that you have a duty of charity and yet you wouldn't want to legislate that, right? If you think that you have a strong moral duty such that, I mean, you know, look at the way she poses yeah. this thing. She says, if you send your kid to private school, you are a bad person. And then the subtitle is a manifesto. Yes, yes. yes. A manifesto. It is so important that she puts it in these strong Can terms. I, and yet, no, she doesn't want to ban should private school. I say school.
2: Something also there? Yeah. Here. I, I like that she felt she had to write this because she's afraid of something. She felt she had to write this because she's smelling something in the air, maybe. That private schools she getting more popular. She listened to my
1: interview with C. Bradley Todd.
2: that was it. No. But seriously, she felt a need to. She had to write this in this way with that title in a very defensive way. I like that because she's afraid.
1: Look at Smart Ed. Ed clicked on the link that where she's talking about banning the schools. Her husband wants to ban private schools. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So I mean, there so, are people. There are so people who is, want to do this.
2: So he's a bad, you know, worse than her, let's say. But.
1: You know, you know what's interesting? So, or, so, so, or,
2: or, or maybe she said, "You say you want to ban it. I'll, I'll say that I don't." You know what I mean? So then it will meet at the Swiss Bank, you know, you know, the, the thing where.
1: Probably, yeah. probably. You but, take one
2: side. I'll take the other.
1: Probably, but um, I'm trying to get back the thought. Okay, wait, um, no, 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 it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but the the thing was, uh, the thing was that she says she doesn't want to ban it, right? And her husband wants to ban it. Why do they want to ban it? They want to ban it because they're afraid of the competition from the private schools that the private schools are going to basically be so much better and therefore make uh, everybody turn away from the government schools and go to the private schools. Okay, great. But I thought that Ann Coulter made an interesting point on red eye last night because she said that we actually need to get rid of the government schools in order to make the private schools better, that she says, look, the private schools aren't even that much better. Why? Because their competition is the government schools and the government schools are lousy. So they they really don't have to be that good in order to beat their main competition, which is the government schools. And I, I tend to agree with that. I think that you are going to have to actually get rid of the government schools to see how good, Private education can really be. I have a phone call here, so I'm going to go ahead and take it. Hi, who's this?
0: Hi, Amy. It's Robert.
1: Hi, Robert. How are you?
0: I'm very good, thank you. So yes, this this issue is. I think this is the top issue in the culture right now because it's definitely an attack on on private education, homeschooling, and any alternative to government schooling. And the way Bosch just said it earlier is, they they know that they have to to end this threat of, of blossoming alternatives to government schooling, and they and this is like a trial balloon to see how far they can get.
1: Right. Oh yeah. I mean that's that's what they're doing. And I mean, what do you think about her? Is she earnest in the idea that she doesn't want to ban government schools? No.
0: No, you can you can't come right out and say that in so many words without being completely uh, completely rejected, so you have to lie about that and and make it sound more um what's uh subliminal instead of more implicit instead of explicit. Uh, that's what I think about that. I I I think she wants rule by force. Government, you know, government uh you know, forcing kids um to be indoctrinated, to become essentially slaves of the state, and yeah, i mean
1: i mean she she thinks basically it's all of our moral duty to get kids into the government schools. So that we are personally invested in them to try to make them better, that somehow that's going to save it. Now, of course, that's not even going to make them good. There's no way to make them good, right? Again, they're they're all in in South Korea. Everyone's in in South Korea in the government schools, and they are lousy. And so what do kids do? Kids attend school twice. They they go during the day to the government schools. They go to the hagwons in the afternoon
0: yeah which are like black markets that that exist <laughs> only because the the public schools are so bad in Korea so uh, this is as i say i think this is really the the central issue in the culture now that and it's it's getting more and more explicit that they that they just they want to end this competition against government schooling and i i really think this is, a, a, as I say, a trial balloon to see how far they can get. Is, is there outrage on this? And aside from the red eye, maybe, as, you know, some of the panelists there, you know, I'm not seeing enough outrage, just like I'm not seeing enough outrage over the other outrageous things that have been no, happening no. I mean, lately. You, yeah, you,
1: you, you don't get enough outrage, but I, I was impressed that they chose this story to talk about. And mm-hmm. I was, and I, and I was, like I said, I was impressed by Coulter's point that until they get rid of the government schools, you're not going to see how good private schools could actually be. That that private schools are brought down by the fact that their competition is government schools. It's, it's so it's so easy to be better than the government schools that the private schools don't have to be that good
0: yeah. in order to right.
1: get the clientele.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. So. I'm, uh, I I, I think, you know, more than ever, when you start to see stuff like this, you see how important it is that we work on abolition, abolition, not any kind of reform or anything else. I mean, their idea is, well, we'll reform it and we'll make it so good. Their idea of it being good, too, is, you know, it being an effective indoctrination and then,
2: and then half measures like the uh, school vouchers, you know, this and that. So,
1: oh, yeah. No, that, none of this stuff. None of this care. stuff. School. I mean, school vouchers are, are going to be worthless, too, if yeah, the absolutely. idea is, you know, you're going to be spending government funds and your only competition are the horrible bankrupt schools. So this is mm-hmm. this is really vicious. Do you, do you agree that this is more of, I mean, certainly more an outrage than Miley Cyrus? You agree with that, I know, because I saw your comment <sighs> in the the chat room about the fact that we could turn Miley Cyrus off. But this is more outrageous, I think, than the health care takeover.
0: I, I think it is. I, I definitely yeah. think it is. As I say, this, this is the number one issue because the government has been indoctrinating our students for 100 years. Uh, you know, Brad Thompson's um, article on that topic said in, in the Board of Ed that was the purpose, not, not for, not for uh, the individual but for uh, the state that was the purpose of uh, government education and it's back then it's it's taken so you know so long for it to reach the point where it is now that you you add that with progressive education and it's you know it's that combination that he speaks about which is both indoctrination and also this uh, the fact that they're forced uh, you know the truancy laws; they're forced by law to show up in class, and right. then you know. Then add the violent nature that all these again these all these killings. Why do they they happen in public schools? You know, uh, um, so so parents, poor parents specifically, they they have to send their, you know, their kids. If they can't afford to send them to a private school, they have to send their kids. Into this uh, uh, jungle, almost a literal jungle, uh, on a daily basis, where they not only their mind going to be destroyed, but their body. There's a chance that they uh, that's something. Yeah, you know, you know I, metal detectors I, yeah, and, and yeah.
1: Ju- one one thing I noticed in this article is she doesn't even mention safety.
0: Of course
1: not. Doesn't even right. talk about
0: safety. Yeah, huge blank out on that topic. Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I, anyway, this is this is just horrible. Um any anything else on any of the topics we've talked about today Robert before I let you go?
0: No, that's yeah, you I I Everything you said yeah my uh Miley Cyrus is that's just that's just a waste and and I wish we go back to just calling it socialized medicine instead of universal health care. That's one thing that just really bothers me as well it's it's um that's the actual term that everyone else you know lives by except for us, and that's the goal of the left, so yep
1: socialized medicine, socialized education. This is why I put all this under the big old mm-hmm. heading of
0: socialism Absolutely. for today. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: Well, thank okay. you for calling in, Robert. Thank Good to hear thank from you. you.
0: Great. Thanks, Robert. And Bye-bye.
1: we'll uh we'll talk to you soon in the chat room 72521. Welcome as a participant in the chat room. I think we've seen you here before, but not for a while, so welcome back. Uh quotes your own. And of course your own Brooke, he's going to be here next week as I said so hold on till next week, but he does. He says some brilliant things. No matter what you say and you think you've got a topic down, he always comes up with something better. And this is an example. He says, Jerome Brooks said it best. You don't drop an important letter at the USPS. You use FedEx. And yet we drop our children at the post office every day.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And that is, it's the equivalent of dropping your child at the post office. And uh, I think, again I mean ann Coulter she's annoyed me a lot lately, yeah. and I hate her choice of political candidates to back oh, and i and I hate the fact that she's against Ted, Romney, Cruz, Chris but, Christie. but she made some very observant points on Red Eye last night, and one of them was oh. the issue of you know this idea that if you think that the government schools are going to get better by having all the kids go to the schools and everybody get invested and try to improve them it's not going to happen. Look at the u s Postal service for a huge amount of time before the ups or fedex ever existed they had this monopoly and it was it was never good so if this idea you know oh if everybody just gets involved it's going to be wonderful that's just just not the case now uh, joe in the chat room says it's not enough to privatize schools you have to change what's taught yeah that's true of course but I think if we privatize schools, then you're going to see people free yeah. to figure out what's taught, and you're going to get to the right answers. Uh, Van Dam Academy says Stuart Hayashi sets a good example. I think them, and also uh, there's another uh, Laporte Schools, which is you know competing yeah, along interview. the same lines, also trying to come up with uh, a good example for education. So And there's other places around the country that are doing homeschool. There's a lot of good homeschool curricula. So if you are not near, you know, places of education, you know, actual schools that are trying to do a good job, you can go the homeschool route as well. But that's the thing. People have to be able to afford to do it. Um,
2: I want to see right next.
1: Are we going to go to Syria? I think we are going to go to Syria next. Are you waiting for Syria? No,
2: just something, something, something just broke on Drudge. Oh, just, no, tell me. Obama's been trying to build a coalition, and he's failed. I mean, He can't even build it for one strike. But now he has some serious, serious backup.
1: Nancy Pelosi backs him, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, again, if Boehner doesn't back him, I mean, Pelosi can get it done. I mean, Pelosi I can, say, can get she, it done. She's still
2: Speaker of the House. Okay. It's just that she goes, you know, Johnny, I'll let you have the title for now, okay? No. Whatever. Do I, my bidding and that's it.
1: I just, I just had one little story to go on before we go to Syria. Again, we have Cyrus Socialism in Syria. That was our three for today. But under Socialism and Socialized Education, just to give you a little taste mm. of what socialized education looks yep. like, yep. there's a little story on Dredge today, and it is Obama discussing sex ed for kindergartners, quote, is the right thing to do, end quote. And if you go to the story, again, I link to all of these stories at my blog, DontLetItGo.com. You can find links to all the stories we're talking about here today. The CNS story probably stretches it a little bit. I mean, it's not like they're going to be showing condoms and dildos and whatever to kindergartners. But he talks about the fact that at the kindergarten level, where kids might start asking questions like, where do babies come from, that you would already at that stage have teachers in the government schools start that conversation with the kids and say, you know, no, the babies don't come from storks. They're not dropped out of the air. They come from this thing called sex that mommies and daddies have. Those of you in the chat room who don't know about this or who are listening right now, I'm sorry to break it to you, but (laughs) it's not storks, right? (laughs) But, you know, the serious point is here. We maybe don't want teachers in school talking about sex to our children. No, we don't. And if you send your children to a private school, you can choose a private school that has whatever policy you agree with about sex education do you want teachers talking about this with their kids at what age do you want them at what level do you want you know what's the material that they're going to be presented with do you want to actually see the lesson that's going to be taught to the kids so that you can see that it's something that you think is good however it is you want this to be handled and this is very important stuff that parents would like to have control over you can have that if you go to a private school. You can't have that if you go to a government school. I mean, what does Allison Benedict want? She basically wants the collective. The majority to decide what is being taught to our kids and if the majority votes that there should be condoms and dildos for kindergartners, then I guess that's how it should be yeah was Obama in favor of that no not exactly but Obama is in favor of sex education in school and even starting that conversation with kindergartners in us on a certain level
2: well I just I think in a lot of ways I mean he is for what most people are against and that's why he does those things and this Allison uh, bimbo does she have a child? Does she mention the fact that she has a child, or she doesn't? She
1: doesn't mention any okay, children. Okay, and if,
2: if she does, she probably sends it to private school, but anyway, go well. on.
1: I mean, the only thing that I give to Benedict is that she is right to call these liberals hypocrites sure. for sending their kids of course. to private schools. Make them walk the walk,
2: walk the because talk. They don't believe in that crap. Walk the Obama walk. doesn't believe in a, in a, in a pub, public school in, in that sense. I mean, he, does, he knows that they're crap. That's why he sends his kids to private school. Yeah. It's just for the, for the good of government, as far as he's concerned. They it can, it can keep people voting for government, yeah. for, for big government, that is.
1: All all of them should feel guilty for it. She's right that they should. And when they're cornered about it, and when they when they well, feel guilty
2: they give because, the worst excuses. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, no, they do. They do. But if they feel guilty about it, they should use that feeling of guilt to spark some thinking about it. And if they think hard about it, I like to think that they would change their minds and they would come around to the abolition movement. But let's um Let's, 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 go, let's to James, go on to serious James,
2: Oh sorry James Spader is playing Ultron In an Avengers sequel uh, That's all <laughs> He's probably doing the voice I think he'll be great That's all um, I said to get that in there
1: I, I still think the best follow up To last week's discussion of Batfleck Is that little video oh, In nice. which all of the people Talk about the where, question, they, where the, they were, where were When you? they heard What the casting was where for Batfleck when, ben, when When he
2: found out Ben Affleck was cast as Batman And it's really funny It's as if something terrible happened yeah. The guy says, "I asked my, my my girlfriend to marry me, you know. <laughs> just I, life is too short,
0: you know."
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, I I know that it's all about the casting of this movie, uh, but but let's let's talk about Syria a little yeah. bit here. I know we have to do it. Here's what, the headline of the uh, kind of just straight article from the Wall Street Journal: <sighs> U.S. prepares for solo strike on Syria after Britain balks. Yep. Yeah. Now, is, it, is it the U.S. or out. is it
2: Obama? Because uh, he has no, no one backing him up except Pelosi. Is it the U.S. or is it Obama's personal, private leader? Well, I mean,
1: if he liberal. has Pelosi backing him up, like, then yeah. soon he's going to have a whole bunch of other people because somehow Pelosi just gets that backing in Congress done when the Speaker of House can't, right? I don't
2: believe in sorcery and stuff, but she's, like, witchy. You think she, you know, gobbles up some <sighs> stuff and, you know?
1: I don't even want to
2: you know think about it. The me. wicked witch. You know, the you're becoming witch, a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> The Wicked Witch of Washington? You're
1: becoming a conspiracy theorist, and that uh, means that Cass Sunstein should be visiting our yeah. show to try to persuade you otherwise. Cass, feel free to call in, 760-888-5817. No, yes, call Anyone in. from
2: Washington, please call
1: in. Please call in. NSA people who are listening, yeah, you're welcome. i will Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you why you don't have a right to do what you're doing.
2: Stuart Hashi says that Allison Benedict Arnold does have uh, three sons. Mm. They probably all go to private school, but anyway.
1: No, I I mean, I imagine she's sending them there because hey, they'll turn out okay, no problem. Like she did. You 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 have the resources to spend, you know, twice the amount of time educating your child, getting them to the government school, and then after anyway, let's go
2: on. Let's 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 do some short introductory things about the Syria. Just some notes, some little comments or no.
1: Well, let's (laughs) let's get let's get the main thing of what's going on right now, right? So. Obama a long time ago said that he had this red line mm. about Two years ago, I think. the Assad regime using chemical weapons against its citizens, you know, Syrian citizens, et cetera. And then there was evidence several months ago that this so-called red line was crossed. Mm. And he says, well, maybe it's not a red line, maybe it's a pink line. You know, we don't have to hurry about anything. He was all prompter. I guess that he's scared about being brought to task for something that's in the news one of these many scandals maybe the fact that he is overstepping his executive authority in so many ways right now he wants to shove some things under the rug this seems like a wag the he dog wants to war to bomb me because those
2: scandals off the front page sud- by doing this
1: suddenly he wants to have a nice short little war in syria just to distract a very him.
2: winnable very you know but also this idea that how they put it? Just enough not to be mucked?
1: Oh, that that's the yeah, next story okay. I want to talk about. So so really right now what they're saying is that they have evidence, uh, supposedly incontrovertible, incontrovertible evidence, that it is the Assad regime that used chemical weapons in a large-scale way against the citizen causing thousands of casualties, etc. Some are saying that it was,
2: al-Qaeda. Some are others, that it was al-Qaeda. Yeah, others say are. it's
1: al-Qaeda. But one way or the other – you are if you are gonna fight the Assad regime and weaken the Assad regime, you're going to strengthen the rebels, which yes. I guess is Al Qaeda. And again I think that Sunny Loman did a great little job this week on her video because she yeah. basically said, and, and I can't even repeat what she said because she had to bleep herself yeah, out on the video. She, she's basically saying that you have one
2: savage mfers, yeah, versus other savage savage mfers on Let's the other side. That, and which and, is and true. you know
1: what? why can't we just let these people kill each Children's other
2: days, off, please? It's like Iran and Iraq for 10 years. They killed a million ducks. They killed each other.
1: I I know that Yaron Brooke was out on Twitter this week telling people why we don't need to get involved in Syria. Bottom line, there is no American interest to be furthered by getting into this war. You have somebody who is supposedly a Nobel Peace Prize winner, (laughs) supposedly a Democrat, (laughs) supposedly against The president unilaterally and, you know, unilaterally in terms of the international stage, also unilaterally in terms of not consulting Congress, he's going to go get involved in Syria? And you say, huh? Go ahead. Go right ahead. Quote Obama from what year?
2: This is uh, two years ago, I think, with um, Libya. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Maybe go. Oh, you can't find the quote? Okay, well, let
1: us let us know when you found the quote. I'm
2: sorry.
1: In any event, even Great Britain, who has been our ally in so many things, has decided that, nah, we'll just sit this one out. Yes. It might be the case that France gets involved. Why? Because you have the... I guess basically communist, right? Hollande yeah, who's the one who exactly. wants to tax at a 75% rate. Yeah. Hey, he's in favor of going after Syria. I don't know what these people are doing. Some people are saying it's a, a war for oil. And I don't know if there's any oil <laughs> things going on behind the scenes, but Obama, if you want oil, let's drill it here at home. Yes. You know, don't, a break. don't don't fight some phony war don't, to get access to oil and get your scandals off the front page or whatever it is you think that you're doing. Um you know, what hot air says that he's doing with respect to this war, I think, is a distinct possibility that he's doing it just because he's preserving his ego.
2: Or well, lack of ego. I mean, well, n- lack n- of n- ego, n- right? N- meaning he has to, like, I mean, but think, think about it. The guy has no word. So he has to keep his word in this particular instance. He has to keep his word for this because people are mocking him. He's like, ah, I can't go down without. I mean, I, I said if you cross a red line, and they cross a the red line, i got to do something.
1: I said I mean, you... Going I said, to war I, over words. Yeah, it's like I, war of
2: words to war over words.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I said you could keep your ins- your insurance plan. Oh, you can't? Oh, so, well... So but, what? But what you're F- have you have is so much better. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, but, but I,
1: this, I, I said if you cross a red line, we'll get involved. Oh, oh we better and now do it. I
2: have to kill people in order to keep my word. I mean, I, I said it, right?
1: Well, and not just kill people. Put the lives of, of our... Soldiers yes. at risk.
2: Yes, even though he might pull a Clinton and just bomb from the from the skies, who knows?
1: But sometimes, if you just bomb from the skies, of course, the bombers get shot down. So I, I mean,
2: but to to go to war over a liar's word, it's incredible. I mean, it's, well,
1: uh, and and here's the other thing, and I don't know how seriously to take this, and this is one of the questions that we need to ask own Brooke next week because your own Brook will be excellent on this topic, I have no doubt. How seriously do we take Any of the remarks from China, from Russia, that say, or or Iran, right? That say, if we bomb Syria, then bad things will happen either to us or to Israel, right? Remember, Iran has said that they're going to target Israel if we target Syria. Have you been able to find the quotation from Obama
0: yet?
1: No. So, I mean, Obama's on record, though, as saying that if the president unilaterally gets involved in wars without Congress, that that's a bad thing. So, uh, Anyway, the the other story that I have linked to about about the Syrian conflict on my blog at DontLetItGo.com is a story from Hot Air. It's actually originally from the LA Times. Hot Air just does a nice job of of picking out some of the important parts of the story. But a um, U.S. official who was briefed on the military operations being considered by Obama apparently told the Los Angeles Times that the White House is seeing a strike on Syria, quote, just muscular enough not to get mocked, That's just, end quote. I mean, think about
2: that. Think about that. This is the president of, of the United States of America. I mean, it's just—it's—it's incredible. This is the what they're thinking about. of. This is what they're thinking of. In order so to it's not, achieve not like,
1: let's achieve a certain objective. No,
2: let's protect America. Let us defend our interests. No, it's like... God damn it, he said red line. Okay, let's just do enough just not to get mocked. This is the goal, to not get mocked.
1: Yeah, Here, here's the quote from the official. It says, they are looking at what is just enough to mean something, just enough to be more than symbolic. I mean, think, and, and,
2: and, I'm mean, i sorry, but since when does any, um, do any Americans speak about things like this and speak about what they're going to do, when they're going to do it, how they're going to do it, where they're going to do I mean, who who is this? What is this? And Assad's there saying, okay, guys, clear out that area, clear out this area, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's leave nothing there for them to bomb, because they, they said they're going to bomb that area.
1: Well, and look at this. If, if your idea is to do something that's just more than symbolic, that just means it's really only symbolic, but we don't want it to <laughs> yes. look like that. No, but,
2: and, and to tell us this, I mean, to tell us this, this is just, it's unheard of in America. Yeah. In, in third world dictatorships, absolutely, every time. And, 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 and again,
1: again, what is the purpose of war? The purpose of war, and again, Jeroen Brooke will do a wonderful job with this next week, but I mean, to go back and quote him from an article that he wrote years ago, the purpose is to remove a threat to our lives, to our liberty, to remove that threat as quickly and inexpensively as possible. It's actually, so what we need to answer is, what is the threat to American interests posed by Assad using these chemical weapons? You know, Is, is there any American interest to be, Protected right, here, right. and if there was, what sort of strike are you doing that is going to remove that threat? That's okay. not going to remove a threat. And if they they're do saying here that a, they won't you know. remove
2: Assad. I mean, think about that also.
1: Yeah.
0: this is
2: the guy who did the worst thing imaginable, according to John to John Kerry and Obama, because if you slip people's throats with knives and guns and that's what whatever, whatever but it's chemical weapons. Right, that's the bottom. You know uh so what, what important I was saying about that basically that's that would that would be the ultimate thing and then
1: it's not, basically it's not gonna do anything no and, it's not, and, it's not gonna it do will
2: anything. not change no. the guys who actually pulled the trigger on these chemical weapons
1: well and and talk about this right we you know we've talked about before the fact that if you announce and everybody's talked about this uh if you announce when you're going to withdraw from a certain conflict
2: but then it's not a real i mean it's not a you, that war should never have been fought in that sense. I mean, in that sense.
1: Right, and, and you're, then it bas- was that series. you're basically telling your opponents, hey, just lay low until we're out of yes. here, no worries, right? And then come so out and like to it tell Taliban. Uh, this this uh, excerpt from the LA Times article says that if uh, NBC News reported earlier this week that the administration would launch three days of missile strikes while CNN cited a senior administration official saying that the White House wanted to conclude any action before the president departs for the G20 summit next week. Think about that. So, you know, I was joking at the beginning of the show that the entire so-called war, whatever it is we're going to call it, would be over by the time own comes <laughs> next week. So we get to talk about, well, should we have gone? I mean, How this. was it? What do you think? Or the after effects? This all by next all week. We all Obama yeah. to
2: save face. The two-faced rat to save face. That's it. Yeah. But also, I mean, I just uh, uh, he, look. He should take this advice, Obama. Okay. This someone, someone, some politician said it's 2007. Okay. He said the president does not have power under the, under the Constitution to unilaterally authorize a military attack in a situation that does not involve stopping an actual or imminent threat to the nation. That it, it was a senator. His name was Barack Hussein Obama. 2007, and he said that about about Bush, and here he is. You know, playing war games. This this is not war. Going in there, it's not. I mean, it's something else. And, and since 9/11, we have not fought war. We we have not fought war since who knows? Since the Korean War, when well, we basically say, you know what? We'll just we'll start not winning wars. That's that's what we'll start doing. We haven't won a war since World War II.
1: No, no. Here in the chat room, they're talking about the photos that are being posted in social media. And one of the photos is a classic photo of Pelosi yeah. shaking Assad's yeah. hand glowingly. Uh, Another one that I saw
2: was yeah,
1: John Kerry also, sitting at um, dinner with uh, Assad.
2: the pig uh, Clinton, Hillary Clinton, saying something about uh, he's a moderate. He's a reformer. Uh, he's, he's one of the good guys about Assad. All of a sudden, now he's a villain. It's like if you saw pictures of uh, Obama with uh, – with uh, a, a Qaddafi, shaking hands, smiling. He was good then, but then he's evil. When they decide to kill him, to put him away for for some reason.
1: Right, and then they laugh about his yes, death. Yes, literally you're laugh.
2: Like Clinton, yeah. Hillary Clinton, yeah, like a cackling exactly. about someone's murder, someone exactly. being killed by his own people. Let
1: me grab this call real quick here. We have someone with a question or comment. Hi, who's this?
3: Uh, this is uh, James Elias. Uh, I'm uh, Liberty Panacea. Oh, hey, okay.
1: James. Hi, welcome. Hey.
3: Oh, well, thank you. Um, I just sort of had um, a question about the way we might approach this. As uh, Ayn Rand said um, once, uh, she said it through Ellsworth-Tui, uh, don't bother to examine a folly. Ask yourself only what it accomplishes.
0: Mm-hmm. So
3: on, on my show, I kind of asked this. I don't know what the answer is, but I think we should be looking at this from the perspective of basically this can't be to save face, I don't think, because Obama – and all past presidents have already made idle threats to countries like Iran so many times that it can't be, I don't think it can be safe face because we got no face left. But, okay. uh, but, um. but, and then obviously the, the strike isn't going to accomplish anything in the way of United States interest. It's not going to accomplish anything in the way of saving any Syrians. I
0: don't, no, I don't, no, not at yeah, all. None l- of those things. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so, so my question is what, we got to ask, obviously, this is stupid. This is a folly. But w- what what does it accomplish? What does it actually accomplish? And I think whatever that happens to be, it might be that all of these rationalizations are simply mm, a cover up for whatever it is actually accomplishing. So I, I don't know the answer to that. But that's the way I am approaching My
1: it. My, my only guess is that he seriously wants to distract us from something Either you know that's an impeachable thing that he's doing, uh, any more of these scandals. He wants to basically take off of the front page of the news, like some big news-like holder going after the voting rights laws, some tricky maneuver that they're some doing. Or may- maybe he's going to rewrite Obamacare again in another major way that outdoes the ways that he's already rewritten the law. I, I don't know what James, it is, you know, but I- I'm suspecting something like that.
2: You might be right, James. Just the one thing, I think the media is using the red line comment a lot. And they have used, again, USA Today, all these liberal rags have called them on it. And that's new because, you know, you're right. President have made idle threats again and again, and no one has really called them on it the way they're calling Obama on this, which is interesting and new. So that could be it. It could be as simple as that or what you're saying, something different. I, I don't know. But it could be that. I could see him, his lack of ego, falling for this crap and doing it because of that. But we'll see. Because, you know, We'll see what it is. Because of well, pressure you know, from the press, basically. Possibly. I mean, as simple as that. And now you got saw son call them I mean, well, out on Facebook, which is which is pretty funny. Now
1: now think about this. I think the, the subject of the discussion was Libya.
2: Yeah, two years at, ago. Uh, that, uh, no,
1: it. right, right, right. But I'm I'm thinking of Gary Johnson, the supposed libertarian candidate yeah. who supposedly is a non interventionist he's a none, non entity,
3: but go on. Well,
1: right, right. But nonetheless, he said that he was in favor of
3: Yes, he was. Johnson said yes, he was in he was. favor
1: of in- intervening in Libya. Why? Because it's a humanitarian issue. Right, right. So Obama, you know, oh, I'm a good humanitarian. Well, I hate war, but, hey, I have to do something. And, well, it's got to be a little bit more than symbolic. Otherwise, it doesn't seem real. But also, he's but, been, yeah, but, I mean, what, been what, what if, if it's just that, James? Yeah, people what have
2: died it for two years in Syria, at least, at least two years. So I don't know. Why now? Because he's been called, called up by it. People said, it's a real problem, this red line comment. USA Today had it. Another paper had it. So the red line comment, it it, it was a gaffe on his part. It wasn't part of, of the teleprompter. So he has to live up to that gaffe. <laughs> so he has to actually say, God damn it, i got to go to war because this, I'm being pressurized by by the anti-war left, which is sick. I mean, just, it's just crazy. But this is the world we live in, and this is where a president goes to war to try to live up to something that he's, – he's a known liar. He never lives up to anything except you know, destroying the country. Right. But he'll have to live up to this because of getting pressured by the anti-war left media. It's just – I don't know. It's just my assumption because uh, I don't know what else it is. It doesn't make sense.
3: Here, yeah, here's, I'm not
2: – Okay. Oh, I'm
3: not sure, but I don't think I don't think it's trying to save face cuz like I said, I don't yeah. think yeah. me or anyone yeah, else fine. has any face left. No, you're right well, you that. know, um,
1: you're I, right we uh, we do have to go. We're coming to the it's, end of the show now. But but but, but 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 do do call in next week cuz we're going to obviously talk about this quite a lot more. Thanks for calling and Thank for you. being a first-time participant in the chat room. I do have to wind things up here though. So I will welcome your own Brooke here next week. Go to my blog at DontLetItCode.com to see, for the first time, there are three stories that I wasn't able to get to. Uh, is Weiner, uh, Anthony Weiner renting his supporters? Uh, Cato says Ted Cruz can be president. And then one of a number of these articles that you've seen recently is called the Tao of Ayn Rand somebody is mixed about Ayn Rand but so excited about reading Atlas Shrugged that he couldn't resist writing about it
2: James
1: halfway through the uh, reading so, so yeah, go to my blog at don'tletitgo.com read those stories also leave any comments you have about the show there you can also see at my blog all the various ways that you can follow me and keep track during the week Twitter, Don't Let It Go Unheard page on Facebook, you can subscribe and follow on Blog Talk Radio by clicking the follow button all of those great things. So, and check out, uh, check
2: out my blog as well. I got some cartoons on Syria on the on the Republicans. So check it out.
1: Great. Have a great week, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Spread the word if you like the show. Take care.